Welcome back to Latchkey Lancers. We're excited to have everyone back and we're ready for another great session. I'm Justin, I'm the Game Master. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Let's start with Steph. Who are you? What's your character's name and call sign? And what do they think about the events since leaving the Forward Meteor? I am Stephanie. I play Dolora Bomb. Uh, she's quite confused by umbrellas, but talking to new fellas. And she's a little bit unnerved. Um, her world just got rocked by the explosion of uh, the forward meteor. And so she feels that she may have a, a new calling, but we'll see where that goes. All right. How about Wade? I'm Wade. I play Duncan, also known as Glasgow. He's excited to get boots to the ground and go balls to the wall. Because he's been, you know, he's a military man and he's definitely found a calling. He's found a mission. He's been enlisted. And uh, since he started all this, it's been nonstop action, nonstop planning, and nonstop uh, strategy. And he's right in his element. And he's been enlisted by a higher up person with a. Uh, who seems to uh, imply that there's a greater cause, which is what he lives for. So he's excited and ready to go. Excellent. And last, but certainly not least, Blue Pigs. Hey guys, it's Blue Pigs. I play Draxus. Uh, my call sign is Script. Um, as far as last session goes, it seems like some benevolent friends gave me some special supplies. A mech, a mech organic and metal synthesized I have no idea what this is going to be, but as far as coming off of uh, Pollux, so far my first impression was that the government sucks and I should have never been here. And at this point, maybe that I've bitten off a little bit more than I can chew. I'm definitely wrapped up in some stuff that seems like it's over Scripps' head. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty fair <laughs> summary there. Um, and just by the way, a disclaimer to the audience for this episode. Kentucky has had some freakish storms rolling through the past like week and a half, two weeks. Uh, we just had a massive thunderstorm roll through. It seems like it's mostly uh, uh, gone by at this point, but you may occasionally hear some thunder rolling through. We'll just uh, uh, just stop whatever we're saying at the moment, just give it a second, uh, and then we'll just carry on. I, I, there's no realistic way for me to edit out every single one, but we'll do our best. Um, in episode four, Delora and Draxus took the bullet train to Punta Caridad and were quickly led astray to some resources left by Draxus's mysterious benefactor. Delora, Draxus, and Duncan eventually regrouped and made plans for their upcoming mission, protecting the Gilded Orbit Gala and Parade. In our usual fashion, it didn't take too long for things to start going south. Several hours into the parade and shortly into the gala, Several mechs came out of a nearby alleyway and started causing chaos. A parade float was flipped and a missile was sent flying towards the upper floors of KGI Tower. Uh, who is piloting these mechs and what do they want? Let's find out. But before we jump right into the action, let's take a few steps back in time to just before the attack at the Gilded Orbit Gala specifically. Duncan a.k.a. Glasgow, was escorting the Union Administrator Shao Alton Han as he navigated the gala's social and political workings. Several speakers 
take the stage one after another. Each member of the Gilded Orbit takes a moment to recap the challenges and accomplishments of their industry for the last 10 years, but they especially denote the importance of cooperation between the representatives of the Gilded Orbit and the people of Quetzal's flight at large, all with a hopeful note for the future. The speeches conclude with the de facto leader of the Gilded Orbit, Himiko Arasawa. She doesn't follow the structure of the previous speakers. She focuses instead on Quetzal's flight and the future potential it holds. She has a gentle but also demanding charisma, speaks softly yet precisely, gently smiles but also pierces you with her eyes. She finishes her speech by thanking Xiao for his arrival, to which the attendees raise their glasses in toast. The guests of the gala leave their tables and begin, uh, begin mingling. That is when Xiao leads Duncan over to the grand set of windows that make up a large portion of the Grand Hall. The sun has come within minutes of setting. Pulsating and flickering lights of towers line the street on either side of the parade strip, all streaking down towards the ground hundreds of feet below you. Long tendrils of fog roll from the ocean and streak their way across the city, like claws reaching out from the deep to reclaim some long-lost territory. Xiao Alton Han is looking out of the window, seemingly lost in thought. He turns to Duncan and says, My job here is to ensure peace and prosperity in a developing system, like a parent to a stubborn child. He gestures to the attendees of the gala. They play nice when the parent is around, of course, but humanity, for all its achievements, is still plagued by one thing. Do you care to take a guess at what it is, Duncan? Greed? Mmm, very close, actually. Envy. Two sides of the same coin. Aristotle said, Envy is the pain at the sight of another's good fortune, stirred by those who have what we ought to have. Envy of your neighbor's wealth, their partners, their clothes. These habits didn't get left behind on cradle millennia ago. They came with us. We just changed the grand scale at which the game of envy is played. Cars, clothes, all seem insignificant to the idea of controlling entire solar systems, wouldn't you agree? I guess. But then again, I wouldn't have much of a job if people didn't want what other people had. Hmm. Fair enough point. Envy will, maybe in years, decades, maybe another hundred years, be the death of this civilization, just as it has proven time and time again. But that brings us back to my original point. I have this child to raise, and he makes a sweeping gesture to the city below you. My question for you to ponder is, how do you punish a temperamental child without sacrificing their perception of your goodwill? His eyes furrow more now, and there's a cold tone to his voice. Am I to be an administrator that deals punishment to those who step out of line, or accept that these people will follow in the footsteps of those before them, tearing themselves apart in envious self-destruction? And he'll look over at you. Hmm. Not sure. Do they just, uh, 
demand what they want, or I'm confused on what you're implying? Not implying anything in particular. That's just I have but one life to give to this growing civilization. I've got limited time to ensure peace and prosperity. Well, the child will always choose its own path. The parent's job is simply to lay the groundwork to hopefully make them make the right decisions. And, I suppose, hope for the best then. Back to the Galasar? Of course. It is at this point, uh, with Glasgow and Shao looking out over the city, that a new, small, red, flickering light is growing in sight and speed. The light veers slightly off its direct path and impacts the tower hard, just a few floors below you. The tower sways a bit, absorbing the impact, but a spider web of cracks cascade across the massive glass windows in front of you. A wave of fire dances across the glass as well, washing out the soft ambient lighting of the gala and replacing it, just for a moment, in a bloody red hue. The gala has been attacked. A missile has hit the tower. What's the plan, Glasgow? Uh, looking up with my eyes wide, knowing the shit storm that just flew literally onto us. Can I roll, or should I just know based off my uh, our planning from earlier that he has some form of safe area that we can stow him away in? Well, it wouldn't have necessarily been his, but I'm sure somewhere in the safety and planning procedures uh, that, you know, b- between... Um, Azula, Shao, and Commander Kane, uh, you all would have covered that KGI does have uh, somewhat of a safe room um, at the base of the tower. At the base? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to look at the guards surrounding him. I'm going to say, you got to go. Safe room now. And I grab him basically, not too aggressively, but aggressively to show that it's time to move. Begin to transport him uh, towards the exit of that area and then towards the base of the tower um, uh, not concerned with the other citizens there yeah absolutely so you and I guess your character would know that you all are many 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 stories up Uh, now typically in these kinds of situations, like in the real world, uh, you have an option here. You can take the elevator or you can take the stairs. 100% the stairs. Yeah, 100% the stairs. So yeah. that is going to take a while longer. Uh, however, of course, it is a bit more secure because uh, you know you don't have as much of a chance of getting stuck in an elevator. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, for several minutes, you all are are heading down the stairs, um, and. You don't hear this directly, but there is a voice resounding throughout the tower. Uh, And it's a voice that you all had heard before. It says... Do I I recognize that voice as probably what I assume it is? Uh, Which would be what? (laughs) Which would be the mech that stole the the package. Kion Winters. 
Kion Winters. It is it, it is the same, a little bit less synthesized voice now. It doesn't seem to be coming. Uh, the last time you all had heard it, it was through the speakers. Now, you know, like the sound system of the mech that he mm-hmm. was in. Um, but it's similar enough that you can pretty easily identify his voice. It doesn't seem he's talking to anybody uh, in particular. Uh, you, you know, it's not like, hey, Glasgow, pay attention to what I'm saying. But his voice is going throughout the PA system of the building. And uh, this is the, the message. You may be under the impression this is something you can run from. You are thoroughly mistaken. But go, scurry into your holes surrounded with your pretty things. While you hide, we will score your precious tower and leave a message your citizens will not soon forget. You will all be choked with the smoke of a phoenix rising from the ashes. The cinders will burn in your memory. And we will reclaim for our people the opportunity that was stolen from us. We too will look on in indifference as you reach out your hands, begging desperately for a sign of mercy or rescue that will never come, just as it never came for us. I'm going to look at the soldiers uh, escorting with me and Charlton Han and say, don't mind, it's all talk, keep moving. And then I'm gonna begin to pull out my comms pad um, and uh, radio uh, to um, Sugar and Draxus. Am I saying that correct? Draxus, correct? Yes. Um, Sugar and Draxus. Um, what do you all have on the ground? You're getting attacked up here. And with that, I'd like to uh, ask the GM what is going on because I'm still in the armory. Yeah, so um, Delora, the last time we left off, was in the relative comfort of the mech hangar within KSS. Um, it's actually a lot smaller than you would have anticipated uh, with it being KSS quarter, uh, headquarters. Uh, you, know, you know, the mech hangar uh, specifically being smaller than you'd expect. Uh, but as a passerby earlier explained, uh, there just isn't that much mech action on Pollux anymore, you know, other than the very few and far between uh, regional conflicts. Um, any advanced mech combat like that is, you know, in the off-world or on the outer rim or, um, uh, you know, like many years ago at this point. But you have, in the past several hours, found a particular mech that you took a liking to and started enhancing it to your liking. Um, as you finish putting your touches on it, alarms start blaring throughout the station. It's quickly relayed to you that there is an attack on KGI Tower originating from the parade strip. Uh, so you would have gotten roughly that same information. Uh, basically, the headquarters is going on red alert at the moment, although you have not received any specific details, like the number of mechs or type of attack, anything like that. Uh, but you are aware that the parade strip is the location of the action. Okay. Um, then I would have known basically at the same time as Glasgow, like before he told me. Yeah, and you just you're able to roughly tell uh, the same amount of information as um, Glasgow would have had. Uh, you know, even though the parade strip was very very far below, you at least see that the missile was coming from that general direction. Uh, so you all are roughly on the same page. the The character 
that has any kind of any specific information at this point would be Draxis or the local KSS officers on that strip specifically. Unfortunately, Draxis does not have his comm equipment with him. Correct. Okay. Um, but since I'm already there next to the mech, I'm going to hop in real quick. And um, uh, while I'm doing that and getting it prepped up for combat, um, yell at anybody who's around to like try and and um, basically like rescue or direct the civilians away from the action. Uh, and then I will reply to Glasgow. Um, I'm in a mech now. Meet me down here ASAP. I'll wait for you. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, receiving that. Is it, I guess I receive it clearly. Yeah. Okay. There's enough relays in the tower. Get as much intel as you can. Get to Draxus. Let me know. I'll be there shortly. I don't know where the hell he is, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna wait for uh, Glasgow to get there because I don't want to go out there by myself. I don't know what the situation is outside. So Dolores is on her way, basically to the base of KGI Tower, and uh, that is, you know, pretty much the direction that the mechs were heading the last time uh, Draxus had seen when we left off uh, last episode. But before we get too far along, uh, Delora, do you want to give a little description of your new mech? So, uh, because I come from a reclaimer, uh, kind of planet, think of, um, I don't remember what the planet is called, but the planet in Thor Ragnarok where all the space junk just ends up on this place and people salvage what they can. Um, Mm -hmm. so I have a charm um that i carry around with me that has been kind of in my pocket this whole time and it's just made up of uh like little trinkets and things from back home and i put that around uh one of the um like one of the parts of the mech that sticks out and i make sure i tie it on real tight and that's the only thing that is like customizable i suppose um uh for the mech but otherwise it's it's whatever the the uh kgi whatever their uh um kss like a typical kss mech yeah yeah but i like if i come across any other new mech i will remove that and that it's like my lucky charm and i put that on my mech um so that's i mean it's pretty much it Okay. Did Just you have something in mind for what the Lucky Charm uh, looks like? It's, it's like a collection of um, junk, basically. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you know, like anybody else looking at it, it's just like a bunch of nuts and bolts and doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it really is just trash. But to me, it's like a piece of home. But so it's it, your trash. Yeah, but it's much. It's <laughs> not much, but it's mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just essentially like a little charm bracelet um, from my mech so that I, I have home with me wherever I go. Okay. So, but, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to switch over and see um, uh, what Draxus was going to do. Did you have something you wanted to pin on to the end of your... I did. Uh, yeah, um, if I'm because I, I forgot uh, that I'm not I'm not in the same building right as where Glasgow is. So on my way over to meet up with him, 
Um, I wanted to ask if I could um, roll for um, basically gathering like recon. And Mm. if, you know, if maybe there's, I notice anything aside from destruction and mayhem going on, anything that like stands out. Uh, So you're about two blocks away perpendicular. So, So imagine like a capital T. Flip it upside down. The base of that intersection is where KGI Tower is. You are coming from what would be west of that intersection point. You're about two blocks away. Uh, Now, you are at surface level, uh, level, meaning that there are buildings and stuff somewhat blocking your view of the area, but you are able to gather that there is debris falling from the tower. Uh, Pretty minor uh, debris at this point, but you do see are more and more missiles being fired up at the tower in various locations. Um, so at least multiple you know, shots on target at that point. There are people running and screaming uh, towards your direction, uh, running away from that original fire, but then they actually see you as another mech. Uh, they again panic for a moment and then notice like the KSS uh, emblems, and then they just like get out of your way. Like They don't assume you're, a men- uh, you're an enemy, but you know you are still a big fucking mech capable of accidentally squishing anybody so um that's about the gist of what you're uh, able to gather unless you wanted to roll for something specific uh was there a specific piece of information that you're looking for um well since you mentioned that there's essentially a barrage right of missiles uh headed towards the building can i at least gather what direction uh they are coming from or is it there are just too many buildings in the way that i can't tell um, I, I mean, I, I don't think you need to roll for that. Okay. Um, because as it was saying, like over the alarms, uh, the fire is coming from the parade strip and in your all's preparation for the mission, you would have identified, you know, one of your two main areas to protect. And one of them was the parade strip. So okay. saying fires coming from the parade strip narrows it down to a street that runs along like five blocks, six blocks. Okay. Um, and then one last little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I being a person inside of the mech? Am I able to communicate to people who are just outside? Like not like, can they hear me outside of this thing? Like, is there a way to project my voice? Cause I would just tell them to like go to safety and to get off the streets. Yeah. Pretty much every mech has okay. an inter mech communication system as well as, um, uh, just like a general PA system, like a, a general speaker system. So yes, okay. that is something that you could do. All right, then I do that and head over. Okay, people real will, quick. Yep. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, no. I was going to say that people, uh, as I was saying before, they are running in fear from the other mechs. They come around the corner, notice that the uh, the mech that Dolores is, is uh, in is coming their direction. They kind of panic for a moment and then realize it's a KSS mech, but they still hurriedly try to get out of the way to avoid accidentally being smushed. Uh, the voice comes over the, uh, the sound system and then they will scurry into the buildings, uh, subway stations, stuff like that in an attempt to take cover. Okay. So real quick, before we switch over to script, um, I'm, I want to turn to the, uh, the soldiers as we're putting back and I'm going to be like, I'm going to say radio down, have them prepare the bunker. When we get there, make sure they have all comms and all cameras up. We need to see what we're fighting before we go out. 
they'll uh, just nod to you and, you know, uh, affirm that they've received your order. Sounds good. Just pushing forward now and then I'm good until we get down there. Okay. So uh, Glasgow is heading to the bunker. Yes? Yes, correct. Heading to the bunker with Shaltahan, uh, some of the KSS officers, and uh, okay. Draxus, uh, last we had left off, you were basically on the ground floor, the site of the action there with some mechs right in front of you. Uh, they didn't go out of their way to eliminate you, uh, but they are generally trying to cause chaos and carnage in the streets there. Uh, what's the game plan? What's going on? Uh, I'd like to think that script is, you know, face to face with this uh, mech that you said is like actively loading missiles and uh, having already heard one, I guess, launch, you know, within a hundred meters of me, you know, I'm just like shit. And as soon as I say that, I hear the, like the ding of um, a message in my cyber data plating, but I don't have a way of accessing it. Um, so I know someone's trying to get a hold of me, but I'm dead. I'm on I'm on uh, like airplane mode as far as my cybernetics goes, hmm, sure. which was probably the uh, sent, delivered, received, not read. That's uh, still on Duncan's data pad. Um, at this point, you know I'm just as much in the way of the carnage and potential casualty myself. I am going to haul ass to my stash house. Um, that mech's got to be printed by now, and if not, then I guess I'm fighting with half of one. I don't know. <laughs> just the legs. Just legs. Just <laughs> it gets me out of there. I'd be like, what's happening? Like, noodle cart! I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so your mech is about a block and a half away uh, at this point. Since the time you had initially visited, you've gone back and forth a couple times to check on it. Uh, you do make your way there. Uh, and you had actually requested that uh, somebody be stationed there for security, right? Uh, I, I think initially I had thought that. Uh, I, I'm sure I mentioned it, and then I think I had um, changed my mind about relaying any of that information to mm-hmm. the government. Yeah, because we had discussed it. You had said in the, the command station, it was like, well, I don't remember if it was in the command station, but you I had think mentioned it was on the, the walk Glasgow. there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was on the walk there. But you had never stated explicitly that no. you wanted to send that over. So um, there's no one guarding the room, um, and you're able to just make your way there without much issue. Uh, you do keep bumping into people, but that gets less and less common as you're moving away from the, the side of chaos. But you do eventually make your way, um, make your way there to the mech, and it is done printing. Now, did you have any other description about the mech that you had left out before? Or do you want to wait to do the rest when you actually join up with the rest of the group? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give the little um, sneak peek now. But the most, most of the description, I guess, is when I join the team. Um, just for the viewers at home, although this is a warehouse, what's been printed is quite small. It is blue in color and script is feverishly trying to fit all of this on and the moment he gets it all secured his eyes are like jade green and you hear just the slightest bit of connections a little spurts of of air and other things adjusting properly to the fit of its new owner 
and I'm out the door. Does it um, does it make like a squealing sound, kind of like a blue pig? Um, I, I imagine on startup, maybe some of the hissing could be interpreted that way. Yeah, I, I couldn't pass it up. I apologize. So there is a it fits quite snugly. It's made, uh, you know, almost specifically to your exact sizing and frame. And uh, there is just one odd thing you notice about the startup of this mech as you equip it and get comfortable. Uh, you almost miss it as you're adjusting one of the shoulder straps uh, into its position. You look back at the screen and there was actually a message that went across the screen there. It said uh, just in, in text, nothing fantastic or really that mysterious. Just welcome back, James. And that's it. It just goes back into its normal uh, startup system. Interesting. And then I hear like another rocket explode. I'm like, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, the parts of the warehouse start to shake. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's a thing. Uh, so I guess that will take us back to... Uh, um, sorry, it's blanking on uh, Glas Glasgow. I was blanking on a character name there real quick. So you all have been going down for uh, quite a while. Um uh, down the stairs and you actually come to a part where there is a fire uh, on one of the floors. You've made it most of the way down, but you actually have to exit into one of the hallways and take one of the parallel um, or, or, or I guess, you know, one of the lateral staircases on the same floor. It's just in a different part of the building um, and you're able to find another stairway down. Uh, but you do notice, you know, parts of the building are uh, falling apart. Parts of the building uh, of the floors have significant damage to them compared to the very upper floors that you had started on. Uh, parts of the building are on fire. Uh, but eventually you make your way to the bunker where an impromptu command station has been set up. It's a collection of, you know, like four or five monitors and computers, KSS officers already stationed there. But otherwise, it's just a very secure uh, basement. It's not nearly as opulent, opulent and... Uh, yeah, you know, glamorous as the rest of the building, but what you do feel it is, is secure. Okay, so uh, I'm going to rush um, Shaolt and Han in, and then ha begin to push in directly after him, um, and watch all the shoulders fall in behind, and once I can see that there's plenty of protection inside, I'm going to... Uh, close the door myself making sure it's secure so you're closing the door to the bunker and closing them in uh correct unless it's like a locking mechanism to where we can't get out most things in this world let alone kgi are no longer strictly mechanical uh although it does have that function you know just for safety reasons in case the power were to ever be cut there is a pretty easy, you know, like open and close function that can actually be controlled from either side, assuming that you have the uh, the proper requisites, you know, the proper security certificates. So if you're ready to leave them uh, to their devices and security in the bunker, um, then it, that that's absolutely fine. Uh, that's what you're wanting to do. Uh, yes, but once we get in there, I want to I want to walk up to the. Uh comms slash the like video area that I requested they pull up and kind of get an analysis on what's going on outside. So you're wanting to get a better view of like the parade strip 
Is that yes, the area that yes. you want to look at? Okay, so let's go ahead and roll for that, uh, just okay. to see at what kind of thoroughness they were able to scrap this together and connect uh, camera systems. Do um, I just add my grit to it? Um, you have something like lead or inspire, don't you? I should. Let me look. Who knew that Duncan had a beautiful singing voice? <laughs> Uh, inspiring speech, motivate, administration, run, organization, effectiveness, and efficiency. Yeah, it gives me an additional plus two. So uh, it's 13 in total. Okay, yeah. So they were able to set it up, um, it, you know, at least some kind of rudim- rudimentary um, access for you on the fly. It's not the most state-of-the-art and practical thing, but you do have access to a couple of cameras that get you a rough indication of what's going on. Um, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and delete... Uh, let's. I actually don't see Steph's. Oh, there you are. So I'm actually going to delete script and Steph off of this real quick. Did that eliminate your view on Foundry? No, I can still see no. what's going on. Hmm. Okay. Well, just, everybody's just don't look at here. it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, now it says you do not own any token with vision in this scene. So mm-hmm. I do not either, though. Okay, I'm going to fix that real quick, but I'm actually going to get you a quick look at what's going on here, Glasgow. It's just for whatever okay. reason, these... Uh, um, not, oh, okay, I understand. I have to refresh the server. It was doing that misalignment thing that sometimes happens. Should I look away, though, because now I can see what's going on? Uh, yeah, oh, just no. minimize just, that for now. Just okay. minimize, yeah. If Got you don't it. mind. So... You're not actually standing right here. Can you see, Glasgow? I can't now. I cannot now. I could, but now I can't. Okay, I should be able to fix that real quick. I can see now. Okay. So, this is a corner of the parade strip here. Uh, You see that there are at least three mechs right here. Um, But, you know, the collective camera feed that was provided to you, this is basically what you're able to see. Okay. Got it? Yes. Um, okay. And then am I at the bottom of uh, KSI Tower right now where my character is sitting? Yeah, you're basically uh, actually two floors below the surface level. Uh, that's uh-huh. where the bunker is. Okay. Now, as far as this map goes on Foundry, this is just a way for me to show you detail on the area through the cameras. Okay. You're not actually standing right here. So I'm going to pull up my comms and record my comms, if I can do that. Um, and I'm going to patch in uh, to Sugar. And I'm going to say, Sugar, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? We need to meet. There's a subway entrance just south of KSI Tower. Be there. Be with your mechs. There's three just north. Three enemy mechs just north of KSI Tower. We need to approach them in a tactical way. How long till you're there? GM, how long until I'm there? <laughs> uh, you are pretty close to the base of KGI Tower, just for clarification. That oh, is I'm sorry. Keyhole Geologic Interest, KGI. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just, just I was a thinking mystery. like the YouTuber, KSI, you know. Oh. <laughs> um, just it was a joke. But you are already heading that direction, Delora, mm-hmm. so it would be just another minute or two. Um, now, if you're trying to come by Subway, which I think is what Glasgow was trying to orchestrate... Mm-hmm. Yes. 
um, that would take you, you know, an extra minute or two, uh, but it would not take very long. You're you were basically already heading that direction. You're just rerouting if you're taking the subway uh, walkways. Okay, I'll be there in a couple minutes. I'll hurry as fast as I can and make for the subway. You're fine. Stand by. I'm going to try to get a hold of script. I'm just going to forward this message to him. Hopefully he gets it. So I'm going to end the recording at that point. I'm going to look down, pull up my contacts to script. I'm going to say to myself, God, I hope he's fine. And then I'm going to go ahead and send it to script's comms, even though I knew I couldn't get a hold of him before. Okay. And that was just the same message that you had basically. Yeah, just literally the conversation. The conversation we just had. I'm just sending that conversation to him, knowing that her Mm -hmm. and I are together, and we're meeting at this location where the enemies are, and hopefully he gets there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Now this is a brand new mech. You have not synced your equipment or, you know, like your your IPs for the devices that you have with this mech yet. Mm-hmm. Am I? Um, oh, is this, is, oh, sorry, you're talking to script. I'm dumb. It, <laughs> you're, you're not dumb, just misunderstood. <laughs> um, so what I would like to do is actually, instead of just saying no, I would like to uh, do a roll with Draxus to see if he's able to just pick that message up, like if he's able to reroute that from the surrounding towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and receive those messages that Glasgow's trying to send. Uh, absolutely. Uh, would my my frames core um, system, the onboard core system, be able to benefit me in any way? Can you read that for me in the audience? Slight bit long, but absolutely. Uh, well, let me just skip ahead, if that's all right. Yeah. Let's just uh, uh, include whatever you think is relevant. We don't need. Yeah, absolutely. The system ha- uses a mix of physical and systematic parasymbiotic systems. Invasions attempt while instinct is active are not perceived by the user as code and script, but as an attack on organic matter. Instinct has the capacity to act independently, often preempting its user, but generally in their best interest. It's also recommended that I cycle my core at least once a month to prevent spontaneous enlightenment, uh, although most don't make note of this warning. <laughs> spontaneous enlightenment or, you know, like spontaneous uh, cascading. So uh, sometimes uh, the instinct, the onboard system, um, has the power to act independently and sometimes preempting what I can do. So I don't know if maybe it's... Hmm you know already trying to sync with me or it, it it automatically went oh what do you what do you have here an omni thing okay yeah yeah yeah. let me uh integrate that oh gen 3 <laughs> yeah so we'll, what, we'll fix it yeah so i get the narrative function of it does it have any kind of uh, mechanical benefit no. uh that's listed there absolutely no? flavor okay so let's go ahead and roll an odds and even for it uh odd is yes evens no 12 evens no But what was um, Draxus's game plan once he had picked up the mech? Was it to uh, just go to the basic KGI tower, go back to the mechs and start messing them up, or uh, maybe try and find an overlook point? Um, what do you have in mind? Uh, likely, I would 
uh, attempt to just get to the enemy mechs. Um, I I would assume that I could um, start scanning uh, from a distance to get what information I, I would need and then try to relay that accordingly. Okay. Um, so once the mechs are actually um, relatively close together, most of them have a function uh, which is basically line-of-sight communication. So you can basically just digitally send a message to a mech within line-of-sight, uh, regardless of their enemy or friendly. Uh, so you all would know that you would have that capability if your mechs were within line-of-sight of each other. Um, that, that's a common function. Is that roughly what you were wanting to do? Um, I, yeah, I, I would say so. I think uh, just that my idea is that sitting around and trying to meet up with people every second that means something else is probably not for the best seeing mm-hmm. as how there's a crowd of people and rockets going directions so um, that and plus the uh, the you know coded message I got right before these things powered up you know I still have let's flip the dog of war and this foul deed shall smell above the earth and I'm like, ah, that's probably bad. I should start <laughs> doing something, and eventually my backup will get to me. Or they won't. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I've placed uh, Delora and Script on the map. That's where you all are eventually going to be coming from. Now, that leads us black, uh, back to Glasgow. Um, so you still have Came Review. You're able to see that Delora at this point has made it to the entryway of the tunnel there, of the subway station, uh, that little walkway down. Uh, you see, mm-hmm. that, see that, yeah. Hey, leave your person over there. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna pause the game on you. That's well, you you'd mentioned something, and I uh, I wanted to see it. Um. So. Oh, that leads us back to Glasgow, who is still technically in KGI, overviewing the situation uh, from the impromptu uh, observation deck, I suppose we could call it. Observation station. What's his next step? I'm going to look at the soldiers and I'm going to say, keep it locked down until I'm back. Watch the comms. We're going to go handle this. I'm going to exit the door and go get my mech. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is where? Uh, I assume in the same mech hangar that uh, Sugar was where she got hers because that's where we ordered the mechs. So those mechs that you had been ordered, those personalized ones, had not been printed. You Ah. all had had just put those in. However, you do know that at the base of KGI is a manufacturing facility and they do have some mechs. Um, Now... Uh, Azula would have let you know that beforehand since that came up in uh, you know the uh, in, in your discussion so you, you're not without a mech it is just not at KSS technically okay that makes sense it, just for narrative purposes you're, you're getting it from KSS not uh, so you're, you're getting it from KGI not KSS okay alright well I'm gonna go to it alright excellent so it takes just another couple of minutes you're able to um identify a mech to your liking and uh, 
quickly hop in it. Do you want to give a brief description to uh, the other players in the audience what your uh, uh, your dog of war looks like? Uh, and this is the one I sent you, correct? Yeah, this, this okay. is. Yeah. Okay, so call sign is Glasgow for my mech, and it's the IPS Northstar Blackbeard. Um, it is a very tanky mech with melee weapons in both hands. Um, ironically, much like my character, who is a very strong, broad, red-headed individual with army green um, clothing on, my mech also has a red helmet, red hands, and army green plating all around it. So in a lot of ways, it's very obvious that it is my mech. Um, or mech that catches my eye because it looks so similar to me, I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. yeah, it has a uh, uh, grapple cable device um, for close range combat, um, along with uh, just very high um, uh, plating for HP and defenses. Excellent. So you're able to uh, grab this mech out of uh, the KGI manufacturing wing, and uh, you quickly make your way over to the parade strip uh, where the chaos and carnage is happening, and you uh, you strut your stuff up the main strip here, and you end up about here. Is that a, about the approach that you wanted to take? Or were you trying to... Uh, oh, am I coming from the bounce? south? Is that where I'm actually supposed to be? Or is the game paused and I'm not seeing where you're moving me? Hmm? Oh, so the game is unpaused right now, but this is a... Um, so, like, the, south of here is KGI Tower. Mm-hmm. So, like, you see the direction your character's moving? Yes. Yeah, so that's more towards KGI Tower. This is more towards the parade strip. Uh, Delora is over there in the tunnel leading to the subway station, and script is coming from uh, the map east side. Now, what we see here... Uh, as far as the GM and the players, just as far as the, uh, so the audience can have a rough idea of what's going on. We're basically at a giant T intersection here. Uh, the players are occupying the, uh, the Western, Southern and Eastern sections of this cross. And there are several mechs in front of them occupying the Northern intersection. Uh, also in that area are just scattered corpses, flipped uh, parade floats, and uh, crushed tents. One of the mechs in the back there is still firing missiles up towards the tower, and the three that are directly in front of the players seem like some type of assault-specific mech. They look like brawler types, I guess. Which makes sense. Yeah. Okay, do I see uh, script? Uh, so, well, first, let me verify if this was the approach that Glasgow would have taken, because I don't want to force you into that open my, space in the middle of the street unless that was the approach you were wanting. My intent was to meet in the subway. However, okay. if there's no path outside of going through the street to get to the subway, then yes, the street is fine. Yeah, sure. You would have been able to take away over there. I'll move you over there. Okay. That way I could rendezvous with sugar underneath there. Um, and- and you said I was uh, coming from the east. Do you mean, you know, like the northeast section by this vehicle, or do you mean the southeast section by the street? Uh, can you see exactly the tile that I have you sitting in? 
I believe so. They're in the crush tent section. Negative. Refresh your page. I'll send you a Snapchat of where I have you located on my end. Oh, gotcha now. Oh, there is so much different. <laughs> okay. Are you off like outside of the tent area and in that other yes. street? Yes, I am. I am absolutely on board with what's happening. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you are actually uh, the hugging the one of the yeah. enemies. Yeah, no, the odd <laughs> thing was um, everything was still being moved uh, appropriately for Glasgow. I was just like, okay, cool. Why am I here? Why am I in the, <laughs> I'm in the danger zone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, th that's great. Okay, so we are pretty much in combat now. Please refrain from moving your characters unless it is your turn. Uh, if you need to check a measurement for something, there is a measurement tool. Be sure to click on that prior to actually clicking on your character to potentially drag it somewhere, okay? Yep. Okay, so now you had asked Glasgow, can you see script from here? No, I know I can't from here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I underneath. I'm, I'm in a subway system. I get that. Okay, so what's the plan? Go ahead and run me through. Um, I guess run each other through. Uh, take charge of the situation. This is your combat. Okay, uh, I'm going to look at Sugar, and uh, we'll just address it. All right, I know there's at least three up there. Like last time, I'll power front. You blow them up. Hopefully, script gets here. Ready? Uh, Yeah, but what do you mean, hopefully? Where Where is he? Where'd he go? I can't get a hold of him. Ah, oh, hell. Okay, well, I'll follow you. Okay, and I'm going to push up if available to do so. Absolutely, just uh, follow your movement. DM, uh, would I be able to approach the parade, um, you know, rapidly, but as, as I get to, I guess, where the carnage is, where I hear, you know, gunshots, giant mech missiles being shot off, I, I would probably hide, you know. Yeah, wall in some capacity, something, something to just go, don't shoot me right away. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's uh, and Glasgow, that I could see it uh, failing to move your character right there. The reason for that those failed movements was because there is actually a terrain wall on those walls right there. So okay. if you think within reason there would be a wall there that would be obstructing you from moving in a straight line, assume that there is a wall and that you'll have to move around it. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. So from here, I am going to uh, target the one at the bottom left, who is exactly five spaces away from me. Well, so real quick, real quick. Um, is this... Um, uh, th th this is the frame at which you all are wanting to enter combat? This is where I'm entering combat, correct. Okay, so Glasgow is beginning initiative. Uh, you're targeting the Berserker. Yes. Okay. For those at home, um, they're all all the enemies are titled, uh, but the berserker is titled special. <laughs> well, so the A one and A two are both assault frames. Uh, they look pretty similar. Uh, like we had discussed, well, like I had described in the previous episode, they do have these pretty wicked paint jobs, and they're blasting this uh, rock music, like this heavy metal rock music, uh, from their frames. The third mech that you can see, the Berserker, up front, it just looks like a different type of frame entirely. Oh, no, That's yeah, why very, very befitting. We have, we have the, the newly created Blackbeard just taking on a Berserker right off the bat. I'm, I'm eager <laughs> to see what entrails look like. Mm -hmm. And then also keep in mind, there is the Bombard 
in the back that you all would be aware that it's it's back there. It's basically constantly firing missiles down the way towards KGI Tower, so it's not exactly hiding. Uh, but yeah, Glasgow, you can go ahead and target the Berserker, and uh, what are you attacking with? I am going to go ahead and attack with my shotgun. Ooh. Okay. What's the range on that shotgun? Five. five. It should be perfect. I lined it up to where I was five. Alrighty. Five points away. Okay. So let's see here. I should have some bonuses here too. I need to look into. Is it just the one attack bonus? It might just be the one attack bonus. So this thing says that it has a threat of three. Which means I can melee attack from that threat. Apparently. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Also uh, for. I just read it too. Also, for any reactionary, if somebody were to pop around a corner and within three, he can he can get an automatic shotgun blast on him. Dope. Okay. okay. What did you say you rolled? Uh, I I just rolled. So I rolled a seven. I think I only have the bonus of one, so eight. So it's not going to hit him. Uh, well, this has an evasion of eight. So it will hit him. Yeah. Huh. Lucky day. <laughs> so, a simple D6 for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have any attack bonuses? That's just to the roll. Uh, I don't think I do. I think it's just going to be the base attack from this. Yep, just two kinetic damage. Two kinetic damage. Now, the Berserker has resistance to all damage unless they are impaired, stunned, immobilized, shredded, slowed, or exposed. And... After taking damage for the first time each round, the Berserker must immediately attack a random adjacent character, uh, hostile or allied, with the chain axe. Okay, so as I do that, if I can do a quick action also, or do I have to wait? No, it'd just be a quick action. I have a quick action. Oh, um, let's see. Yeah, I I think you can go ahead and do something. Because technically it's not next to an adjacent character right now. It'd have to be in the square next to it. Okay, so as I hit him with the shotgun pellets, I'm going to say, over here, big boy, and then I'm going to throw out my projectile shield. Oh, okay, let me grab a, grab a thing here. I suppose I should actually make an asset. Um, let's see. And that's a protocol, right? Uh, it's a systems. But for some reason, it's not giving me the options like it did with the other to like, oh, I'm not in combat. I'm stupid. <laughs> why are you not in combat? Why. I just forgot to activate combat. I was just looking at my stuff. Oh, uh, OK. Now, now I'm good. I'm totally good now. So I can engage one heat. I can say I uh, skirmished with the shotgun. Uh, attack roll was two. Attack hit. Uh, well, I hit the wrong one, but whatever. Damage roll. No bonus damage. Confirm. Uh, wait, why did yeah. it give me the option for bonus damage? That doesn't make any sense. Mm, I'm not sure. Let's see. Care. There's there's no bonuses attached to that shotgun. Deal the max. Deal the maximum possible damage when you. Make an attack roll of 20 and make critical. Yeah, so that's just, yeah, it's just 
Yeah, I don't know. It just said some weird stuff, and I don't know why. Okay. Maybe it was just asking uh, if you had any other bonuses. Probably. Uh, like given by the GM uh, or something. Yeah. So but I'll yeah. activate the... So, uh, so I've got a little force field light there in front of you. Yeah. Yes. And the Berserker is going to take that shotgun, uh, shotgun blast to the side there. And uh, it's actually a good thing, too, because it had a person in its grasp uh, that it was, you know, paying its attention to. And then notice that it takes that damage from the side there and it just drops them. Uh, they hit the ground and that person just takes off running. Uh, and the Berserker turns its full attention on you. And does that conclude your... Uh... Uh, I believe so. Are you two thinking of what your turns are going to consist of while we're uh, finishing up with Bosco? Feverishly reading. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I know what I'm going to do. Okay. Oh, I'm dumb. Okay. Sorry, fellas and ladies and everyone else. No worries. What's going on? I'm trying to figure out why it's not letting me select the protocol Project Shield in my character menu. Don't worry. I've already got one set up for you. I, okay. Okay, so I'll just I'll just go to one and then and uh in my turn. That should be in my turn there. Okay. So as I'm long gonna, as you've got it, I'm good with it. Yeah. So let's see, I'm gonna end your turn on there. Now you have attracted the attention of the Berserker for sure. He can move five. One, two, three, four, five. How many spaces does the uh, protocol shield act uh, utilize? So all it does is it nominates a character within a line of sight, and it's like just a deployable shield on me that follows them, and then all ranged and melee attacks they make against me until the ne my next turn gets plus two difficulty. It Very similar to the Titanfall, where your left arm comes up and all the bullets kind of magnetic, just you know bounce off of the the shield or like yeah. if you think overwatch like the shield that um reinhardt deploys yeah. mm, right okay. yes so i'm just going to keep that light there in front of your character and put that berserker off to the side just so i don't forget that that shield is there mm -hmm. uh but for all intents and purposes he is affected by that shield but he is taking his full attack to uh attack you he is just going to use his chain axe and that is his only weapon. Uh, so he's going to get two attacks with that. Now the first one, who wants to roll for me? Not rolling. I'll throw one up there. A four. All right. Uh, so that'll only make it, he only gets a plus one attack bonus. So I don't think with a five, I don't think that's going to do anything on that first attack, is it? What's your evasion? Uh, my evasion is... Where'd it go? Nine. Nah, so that one is not going to do it. So he runs up to the uh, to your rough position there and starts, you know, like swinging and hacking, trying to get a hold of you. But, you know, between the shield and your own experience, you're just making it very difficult for him. Uh, now go ahead with that second roll, whoever wants to do it. Sugar, go ahead. ahead. Sugar! Sure. So five five definitely mm -hmm. not gonna hit yeah so that's still only six but he's uh 
basically clawing and uh, scraping all over you, trying to get his uh, chain axe to do some damage on you. Uh, un- you know, fortunately enough for you, that is not going to do it. Oh, you know, what? I just realized that he has uh, one armor. So that one damage that you had done, you had rolled for two damage, right? Yes, I rolled for two damage. Okay, so he has resistance to all damage unless they are impaired, stunned, immobilized, shredded, slowed, or exposed. So that would have reduced it to one, and he has one armor. So that is actually a zero damage for the Berserker. That was a mistake on my part. I just realized. Um, But yeah, he is sitting there trying to claw and attack you, and uh, fortunately for you, none of them seem to land, and that is going to conclude the Berserker's turn. Play your turn. Uh, DM, I have a quick question here. Yep. Um, first and foremost, the green tint is—is is that uh, is that still erected or is that crushed? Assume for intents and purposes on here, because I don't have independent control of what these look like. These are imprinted on the map. Mm-hmm. Assume you can move through any of those tents without obstruction. Okay, uh, I'm, I meant more so. Uh, can I hide behind the tent? Or... Uh, yeah, so you know what? Let's do this, uh, because they have decided to cause as much like destruct- destruction and chaos as possible. Each time you go up to a tent or you want to utilize or something about one of these tents on the map here, let's go ahead and roll an odds or evens to see if that tent is standing. Sound fair? Sure. And uh, <laughs> the, the second one being uh, that this, this uh, AP5A-1 gentleman here, uh, is he on top of something? He is. So that is actually a solid structure. It seems to be some kind of like traffic box, uh, traffic control um, area. So like you see how there are crosswalks at two of these four intersections here. Mm-hmm. That is for vehicle traffic. This northern area, as it goes back into this lobby over here, I don't know how far you can see from your positions. Let me check. Yeah, so I guess you can't really see back there, but it seems that map north of that position is... Uh, meant for pedestrian traffic. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that is actually like a uh, a metal building. That is like a solid uh, structure. And he's referring to one of the two assault mechs. One of them appears to be on top of a uh, solid built structure, not a tent for the audience. So you're wanting to hide behind that one green tent, potentially? Potentially. that would That would be where I likely move to. Okay, so as you moved up to it, let's roll for an odd or even, uh, yes or no, respectively. Odd, yes, even, no, uh, to see if that 10 is actually standing or not. Okay. Uh, Five. Mm, A five will do it. That 10 is standing. You can make an attempt to go uh, hide behind behind it. Okay, so um, I'm still hidden here, and... I want to start uh, for those viewers at home. I'm kind of coming up to the uh, this brawl that's going on actively, and um, my first instinct is uh, to go hide some more. I'm going to get engaged, but let's stay hidden. Guerrilla tactics here, I think, are going to be my friend. Um, the moment I, I guess you know, even from where I am, um, I'm going to target AP five one. Um, with a tech attack. I'm going to attempt an evade. Okay. I have a 19 on the die. That'll do it. 
And first and foremost with my tech attacks, he is going to take two heat. Two heat applied. Oh, that um, is to the wrong character. Uh, you're targeting uh, Assault 1? A1? Uh, yes, A1. Okay, two heat applied. Terrific. Um, now, because I, I'm an ambusher, um, he will also be... When I start my turn from hidden, the first attack roll of any type sends my target reeling on the hit. The target must succeed a hull save. Or some bad things happen. So... He needs to get a 10 or better on his hull save. And that's when a separate attack is landed on him? Uh, that's what this is. This is my first attack. So, can, can you read that for me again? Yeah, absolutely. It's the, uh, that that's it's referring a to like a physical attack. Yep. Second iteration of Infiltrators is when you start your turn hidden, the first attack roll of any type that you make sends your target reeling on a hit. Your target must succeed a hull save or become slow, impaired, unable to take reactions in another turn. And that's for tech attacks? Yep. Attack roll of any type. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, now, this will drop my hidden status uh, because it is also considered an attack of any type. Um, bullet. Let's see, on the meter beat 10, as is the name of the game. Who wants to roll? I'll roll. Yeah, you haven't gone yet. 14. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> 14 plus one. Well, that's, uh, he won't in endure the extra condition. However, what I did as far as my tech attack goes uh, was the puppet system. So okay. I would like for him to move his maximum speed in a direction of my choice. Uh, they can be moved into hazardous areas or other obstacles. Um, so it's involuntary and provokes reactions and engagements as normal. Um, I would like for him to run off that building. Um, and let's take him a little further out of the fight. Whatever his maximum movement is, I'd like for him to fall and go this direction. Map north. That would be four. You want unless, directly map north? Or? Unless there's like, you know, just giant metal spikes you can run into that just happen to be, you know, <laughs> just like a barrel of acid he can maybe dunk himself in. So you, you just want him to go directly map north? Yeah, fall off and then... Uh, okay. I suppose north. Sure. I One, just, two, oh, oh. three, four. He's just going to uh, basically... Uh, he's from a crouched position... Uh, when you all had first come up to this intersection, and then he stands up, is looking around, notices that the Berserker had want run off to the uh, map west direction, uh, looks over at Assault 2, and then uh, just notices somebody peeking around the corner over there, but it doesn't quite matter because uh, before he's able to identify what's happening, uh, the mech just starts twisting and turning in these um, odd directions and manner, and then suddenly he just sprints in the other direction and his mech is thrown off of the, uh, the roof. And that is where he's going to land. Uh, I will take my movement behind the green tent. And as an ambusher, I'm able to uh, move literally in front of the enemy. I can pass uh, freely through, but not in my turn enemy spaces and entering line of sight of hostile characters. As long as I go from cover to cover, I stay hidden. It's kind of some Assassin's Creed style of, you know, going from one column to the next and they don't really notice you. Right. And I will 
um, hide again. So that's okay. my turn. So okay. as, as far as what they're aware, something came from down here, but now I'm rehidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that'll make it an enemy mech turn, except I need to actually end your turn in CompCon. Okay. So now, enemy A2. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to go with enemy A2 for now. That movement is 4, so he can boost to 8. The other assault mech is going to move uh, very quickly towards Blasco's position, away from Script. He's not aware that Script and his mech are there, because he was hidden. And frankly, he didn't bother to investigate any further. Didn't Ray. really know what was going on. Uh, so he is heading directly into combat with uh, Glasgow. However, he is still a couple of spaces away. And that is going to conclude his turn. Sounds hot. Yeah. Uh, Sugar, I believe that takes us to you. Yes. Um, I have a question before I start. Sure. Now, um, I don't know how technical you want to be about this, because technically I am still at the bottom of those stairs of the subway. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you think with my position being there that I could see the mech that is closest to Glasgow or no? <clears throat> no, unfortunately, okay. uh, you'll have to make your way out of that tunnel before you can accurately see anything. Okie dokie. Then I am going to move. Uh, that's why I wanted to clarify with Glasgow when he had started his first turn, mm-hmm. if if that is where you all were initiating combat. That's why I wanted to clarify that. Uh, I wanted to get you an opportunity to get out of the tunnel. But well, sorry, I just labor oh. Jenkins did. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's no fault <laughs> of anybody. Yeah, Quite I mean, that's all right. Just, that's just the decision that was made. That's fine. And it just means what I was gonna do, I'll do on my next turn. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I'm going to come up to the top of the stairs here. Oh, that's perfect. Four is my speed. So I'm at the top of the stairs now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to engage the one that is closest to him, that berserker. Okay. I'm going to um, hit him with something new. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but... um. Gundiva missiles. It's a new one that I have with my license to Monarch Mech. Ooh. Um, and this one uh, is versus his E defense because these missiles can't be dodged. They have to be jammed or scrambled. Ooh. Because they're smart. Interesting. So, yes. Okay, so you need to roll a tech attack, right? Yeah. Um, Sorry, talk me through what needs to happen. So I rolled a 12 on the die, and it's plus one. Um, So it's 13 versus his E-defense. Now, I don't recall. Are we supposed to, whenever you get uh, a tech attack against you, are we supposed to roll and then add the E-defense to it? Uh, No, it's it's just like your evasion. So can you dodge a knife, or can you dodge Uh, all the pop-ups on your screen, I guess? Okay. Yeah, so it's just the raw number. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so he has an E defense of six. That is definitely going to do it. Perfect. Ooh, now I know. Thanks, DM. <laughs> <laughs> slip. The DM slip. Um, yeah, I mean, so it, it doesn't he... matter. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I can hide all the numbers later. from you if you want. No. Um, okay. So this one says the first ranged or melee attack roll you make on your turn. Oh no, I'm not in the danger zone, so never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, so now you're not going to do that. No, 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 it I'm still doing like it. A- no, okay. no, 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 I'm, I'm still doing it. I just thought I had an extra D6, but I don't. Oh, it's- I thought you were like, oh, I'm in the destruction zone? No, thank you. And I was like, no, you no, no, rolled. No. <laughs> no, we're absolutely still doing this. Um, and also, uh, this is just a direct hit on that mech. Um, there is okay. no splash damage, so Glasgow will be fine. Excellent. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Why? Wow. Jesus. That's, wow. Only, uh, that's only four damage, four energy damage to him. Uh, that's pretty good. That's damage is damage. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you know, whenever you roll a one on any die, it's not really what you want. You hate to see it. Hate to see it. Um, so you were attacking the Berserker, right? Um, yes. The Berserker has res- resistance to all damage unless they are impaired, stunned, immobilized, shredded, slowed, or exposed. So that four is going to become two, and it has oh. one armor, so mm-hmm. it is going to be one. Sounds like a job for her script. Yeah, let me you uh, better get in there, boy. <laughs> and uh, uh, that concludes my turn. Okay, excellent. You're still able to get in some uh, some work there. I'm going to end the turn on your end, and then that will uh, script. Quick question: When you had done that tech attack on uh, a one, does that make them take their turn? I don't uh, think so. No, that is. I think that this is just on a me thing. So uh, they just get to move their maximum speed in a direction of my choice. Um, no, he's he's still able to do everything he wants. Okay, I actually need to update. Oh no, I didn't adjust any of the vision settings for these guys. So I'm just gonna do my best to simulate vision for these mechs uh, moving forward, similar to what you all have as players. Uh, I was considering attacking with the Bombard, but uh, I don't think realistically there's going to be any line of sight made. No. So we're not going to do that. Uh, he's just going to keep attacking KGI Tower. Uh, so I will end that guy's turn. And that will leave us with A1. He is... that. That's the Assault 1 mech that Script had made jump off the roof and land much less than gracefully on the ground on the other side of the building. Uh, you heard a loud clattering uh, metal crunching in the tent right next to him, semi-collapse, and uh, some people run out of there that were hiding in the tent. Uh, there is like a uh, kind of a, a screech coming from the mech, like one of Fury. And... Uh, He's going to use his full movement, which is four and four. Um, two. And six there. And he's going to sprint to where his other body is there, and that's going to end his turn. Is it my turn? It is a player turn. Well, I would love to go unless someone else has something more effective. I I can maybe 
yeah, like impair that berserker for you, and then you could do full damage. Let's let's try it out. Uh, okay. I I still have my shield up. Sophia attacks next. I should be good. Go ahead. Awesome. Um, yeah, DM. I'll um attempt to tech attack that berserker. Okay. Let me give a. Oh, I actually need here. to start a new round. Um, and my particular frame gives me one accuracy on all tech attacks. I also have a tech attack bonus of plus two. Um, so in total, do you do you also include your grit? No, that's pilot only. Pilot only. Okay. Um, twenty-four. That'll do it. Um, so he's going to take two heat. Heat applied. And my target becomes both impaired and slowed until the end of their next turn. Okay. Impaired. So for those at home, slowed makes it to where this person can only move their standard move. No extra boost, no specials granted by talent systems or weapons. And impaired, he gets a plus one difficulty on all attacks, saves, and skill checks. Alrighty, so just remind me as we go through those actions. Um, I mean, I'm going to have you all rolling for, for these guys anyway, so um, just just remember that. I've got it tagged on my end on the ConfCon, but yeah, does that, uh, what else are you doing? Well, um... <laughs> What, what did what did I make him slowed and impaired? Oh, I can actually hover over the conditions that I've selected, and it re, and it tells me again what they are. So, okay, I'll, I'll keep tabs on that. Um, well, technically, he would have to make a hull save, or he becomes slowed and imp- impaired. I forgot about my infiltrator, but that seems redundant. He can't be double slowed or double it, impaired. Yeah, it it can't <laughs> double apply. You can only apply a status effect. I want. I want there. his legs to be extra locked up. <laughs> Crawling on the hands only. Um, okay, so that'll be that'll be my first. Um, and I think what I'll do... Oh, man, I don't... There's, there's so much to... There's so many utility options here. Um... Do you know what I'll have to do is move again and rehide? Keep in mind, you'll have to move around that tent because it is standing. I can't go through the tent like a person? Hmm? Do you see an entrance on that side of the tent? No, just easy. No, No, I do not. Mm -hmm. So, no. Okay. Um, Unless you wanted to, like, take half your action and try and cut through it. I mean, you could cut through it, but it's going to cost action economy. No worries. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, you're a half-sized frame, right? So you can move in between those tents around the upper right-hand side. No problem. Sure. Take that closer square. You can do that. I think that's that's in total. Yeah, unless what was I here? Yeah, that was seven squares. Oh, then this is ideally. 
is that is that does that provide me hardcover? Well, I mean, you were sa- yeah, that's definitely hardcover. Uh, you were saying as long as you move from cover to cover, you're still hidden, right? So yes. And their attention is turned towards Glasgow anyway, so I do not think it would be fair for them to, you know, somehow get a inopportune uh, line of sight on you. Wouldn't quite make sense. Wonderful. Uh, that, that'll conclude my turn. I think I think it's going to be some uh, bad news bears coming up here in a moment. Okay. So let's go with... Let's get A2 here in the mix. I don't think you had applied anything to him. I don't think anybody's fucked him up yet. No, he's good to go. Got a movement of four. One, two... Three, four. Yeah. Would that be any form of uh, attack of opportunity? Mm. Or reflex? So you... I mean, it depends on what your reaction that you have selected is, but typically you have to receive a... You have to take the uh, overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, do you have overwatch up? I do not believe I do. Does anybody else have overwatch up? I did not take it. I do. Can you read that for me? Attack a close by target attempting to move. Mm, so just says. Close and by. then it gives me uh, when you overwatch, you control and defend the space around your mech from enemy incursion through pilot skill, reflexes, or finely tuned subsystems. Unless specified otherwise, all weapons default to one threat. Over. So I think a, you could take a your reaction action. if yeah. you have Overwatch. Okay. Do you? I do not. Oh, it's okay. a reaction. Do you have any other reactions that would have been triggered by someone entering your space? Uh, no. I think most of mine are. You you can react to him getting in there with your shotgun. You have a threat range of three. Yeah, I mean, if I that's what I was thinking. It would be like a, he's moves by me. I'm gonna hit him with the butt of the shotgun. Oh, this guy does not have the loadout that I thought he did. Yeah, I mean, no, you can shoot him. And all weapons have a threat level of one, unless told otherwise. No, I was talking about assault too. I thought he was oh, another chain weapon dude. I gotcha. This guy has an assault rifle, uh, so he is just going to attack with that. Okay. So he's everybody stay. document the fact the GM decided to backtrack. So mm-hmm. we all get one also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? I didn't roll. Uh, oh. okay. But you moved. Yeah. Hey, look. You moved. <laughs> I'm God. Get used to it. <laughs> so <it's the> God. <laughs> and, a, and a title for today's episode I'm God. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will. I will try to not enact my benevolence every session if I can help it. It's fine. I I get it. <laughs> so that that will be the whether or not you've rolled is typically what I would refer to as locking in your turn. Okay. If, if I ever roll, tell me I've I've rolled and I'll stick to what I'm doing. Um, that's perfectly okay with me. It's okay to tell me when I fuck up. Uh, but yeah, he is going to shoot Glasgow with his uh with his heavy assault rifle. Let's see. Okay, who wants to roll to attack there? I'll give it a go. Eight. Eight. Uh, my evasion is nine. Oh, sorry, my evasion is nine. 
So with his plus one attack bonus, that will do it. Who wants to roll? Oh, wait, that one just... Uh, that does six damage. Kinetic damage. So it's six kinetic damage. I have an armor, so it'll take five damage. Okay, so you just have the one armor? Yeah, just one armor. Okay. Gotcha. And with that being his main rifle... Uh, Let's see. I think the heavies are always heavies. No, are I take up the whole turn. Is it the attacks. heavies or is it the super heavy? I think it's the super heavies that do the whole. I think the the heavy you can because my heavy blade allows me to skirmish and barrage. Okay, so I think that'd be the same for this one. Um, that's functionally two attacks, right? Uh, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, any super heavy weapon is requires the barrage. Right. So this is just two skirmishes then. He's going to attack twice with a heavy assault rifle. Who wants to do the second roll? I'll oh, do hold it. on. No, go ahead, Shooter. Yeah, yeah. Stay fast, because I think you have the the shield thing there, right? But or it's, that blocking, only it's only applying to Berserker. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to try and get you a little it, extra. It there. selects a single target. No, you're good. Okay, so who wants to roll the second attack? Sugar, thank you for volunteering. No problem. <laughs> That's a 16 on the die. Well, it, it hits. So don't, I'm hits. not even going to, yeah. Yeah, so that is another 6 damage. So another 5 damage, gotcha. Yes. All right. And that Down to, gonna, there we go. Okay. Yeah, that is going to conclude the uh, the second assault next turn. Player turn. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and go, and I'm going to see everybody's in, and I'm going to yell, Sugar, get ready. And I'm going to activate my uh, Salt Grapple Omni Harpoon. Um, So it's a free action. System fires uh, grappling harpoons at any number of targets within range 5, which is every one of the enemies. Um, And line of sight, which I have line of sight on all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Affected characters must succeed on a hull save. Or take 2d6 kinetic damage and be knocked prone, then pulled adjacent to you, or as close as possible. So that affects every target? or Every target, yes. Wow. Yep. They become immobilized until the end of their next turn. On a success, they take half damage and are otherwise unaffected. Okay, so let's do this one at a time. And DM, uh, if you can remember, the Berserker, I believe, has a difficulty on the save. Uh, yeah, plus one difficulty on all attacks, saves, and skill checks. Fortunately, his he's still got those pop-ups just everywhere. Yeah. He's being bombarded by uh, malware. That was a free action, just, just so everyone remembers. Okay. Is my 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 Leader one, I think, is a free action. Also, yes, it is. Order is a free action. Probably. I was about to say. I was like, I think you told Dolores to get ready, and that might. Yeah, qualify. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna count it as a. But I'll do it afterwards. Well, so try to keep that to a specific order. I'm going to. The, I'm not yeah, doing it on this one. Okay. Yeah. Because like, get that was ready. Like a get kinda, ready, and then ready. after I'm done with my turn, at the end of my turn, I'm going to use it, and I'm going to say something. I've, I got it planned out. I promise. Okay. It's just the, the assumption is that. Uh, for that to work, she will have to abide by the command. Now she can choose not to, and that it's just that that die roll once 
won't apply, but if she does, she'll get a, a bonus to her. Yes. Um, but it needs to be a specific command. Okay. But it sounds yeah, like you're yeah. already tracking that. Yep, yep. And I have uh, I have bonuses that I go in that and everything else, but... Excellent. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have to roll for that. Okay. So we're starting with the Berserker. There was a whole save involved? So a whole save, yeah. So just, I guess it's just a above or minus 10. I don't get any bonuses um, that I'm aware of. Uh, I'm not seeing any. So who wants to roll? The uh, the hole is three. The hole is three, so they have to beat three? No, 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 no. So I, I think it has to meet or beat the, the 10, or is there a separate... Uh... I have no other documents. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty else. sure it just has to meet or beat a 10, but yeah. yeah. I can roll so, the difficulty die. Yeah, so it basically has, like, we roll a d20, and it gets a plus three to that result. Mm-hmm. But right. in this case, because it's impaired, it also receives a negative 1d6. Okay. So I need one I person say, to roll the d20, and then one person to roll the d6. I'd say Blue Pigs handles the Berserker's rolls. I can handle a1, and Sugar can handle a2, and that way all three of us knock one out. That sounds good. Okay, so I got a1. And I rolled an 18 for A1, so A1 is not going to be affected, but still take half damage. Okay, and what was the total damage? Uh, I have to roll for it. I roll rolled five in total on my two D6s, so I don't know if we do... I assume, I, I assume we roll down, round down. Why are you rolling two D6s? Because that's the damage. So the whole save or take two D6 kinetic damage. So if he rolled an 18, right... Yes, that means it saved the whole yep. save, but it still takes on a uh, it still takes on a success. They take half damage and are otherwise unaffected. Okay, so what you're saying is that the typical damage would be four d six. No, the typical damage would be two d six, but not divided in half. I rolled okay. five with two d sixes, and I'm dividing that in half. Unless you want me to just roll one d six. No, no either way is going to be two. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, so I think that is just going to be two, and it has an armor of one, so that's going to be one damage. Okay. If if what you rolled between those two d sixes was a total of five, round down, that'll be two. Two, and then yep, that's perfect. Did didn't we establish at the very beginning that we always round up, and then you said, but that works for my guys too. I don't recall. Are we rounding up? That's fine with me. I'm okay with whatever. I figured that I, was. I think we're rounding up. All okay, right, so. so or two damage then in total. That is a okay with me. Um, uh, and then no other effects to apply to assault one. He is safe. He takes no other effects. Okay. Now, who wants to do? Uh, who was doing berserker? Was that script? I've got that one. Wait, I so, think we already rolled that one, didn't we? No, we did not. No, we did not. Okay. So I rolled a mighty nine. Perfect. Ooh. He's already he's already done. But. The difficulty from the previous signature code on there minus it by six. You got a three. Ha. Ah. Sucks to be me. Ha, 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 ha. So he is uh he's gonna take two D six kinetic. Okay. Um, which is I rolled two sixes. Holy shit, that's twelve. Wow. Okay, and what are you attacking him with? Resistance, the right? Because he's impaired. The harpoon, but that's like a physical attack, right? Yeah, so do you want me to reread it or 
Uh, well, no, I was going to ask for a narrative description as you. Oh, uh, I got you. So, so as they're all, <laughs> as all three into all three uh, mechs are close range to me, I shout loudly. Script, not script. Sorry, sugar, get ready. And then you see me extend my left arm, and out of my le- out of the top of my left arm, three large harpoons shoot out in the direction of each mech. Um, uh, barely missing, but scraping AP five A one, but the other because of the close proximity and the uh dangerous um uh impaired nature from Scripps mecha or uh cyber attack strikes um Berserker dead in the stomach, um pulling him even closer to me and knocking him prone, uh dealing twelve kinetic damage. And the third harpoon is yet to be determined on A2. Which I can roll for now. Yep. Uh, does A2 get any difficulty? Or was that just for Berserker? I think, I think it was just Berserker. Okay. Who is now? Roll less than a 10. Uh, yep, that's an 8 on the die. Oh. <laughs> does it get any bonuses, Justin? The so let's see, this is uh, A2. Uh, so let's see, and that's for evasion? No, for E-defense? It's his hole. Oh, hole. So he gets plus one. Okay, Ooh. so it's still nine, so it still should be successful, correct? So that's an attack that's landed on him? Yes. Five, yes. Sounds like so one. he's going to use his uh, reaction, which is hunkered down. Uh, an attack hits him, but damage hasn't been rolled yet, which is the case at this moment. Uh, and he's going to gain resistance to all damage from the attack. Okay, it still pulls him close to me and knocks him prone. Correct. How close? Uh, as closely adjacent to me as he can be. It literally says, then pulls adjacent to you, or as close as possible, so directly in front of me. Okay, so I had... Uh, do you remember when I moved Berserker over here and I just had him out of the way for the light purpose? Uh, I did not remember that, but uh, yes, that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm gonna delete that. Get off my, get off my cursor. Get off of here. Uh, I'm trying to delete that light. Uh, it's not wanting to let me, but I'm just gonna move that berserker back in place to where he was actually what? staying. So he, you're gonna be able to drag this dude right here before he hits the wreckage of his former uh, ally. Oh, is the Berserker dead? Yeah, the Berserker's dead. You killed him. Oh, fuck. That, that's what I was asking you to, to narrate. Yeah, just I ripped him in half with a harpoon. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now he is dragged that much closer um, to you, and he is he prone. Is, and I believe he's also grappled, from my understanding. I knew okay. I read something about him being grappled. I'm not seeing it now, so that's my confusion. Grapple cable, the Black Earth can... Grapple yeah, target with ra- within range five, so it's actually a separate thing. So I just have a separate grapple cable I didn't use. Yeah. So never mind. So he has not moved closer to you. No, he's there. He's correct. The grapple cable would be uh, basically just the grapple cable pulls me to them rather than them to me. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. One works like Spider Man. The other one works like Scorpion. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so was there any damage that A2 was, uh, Let me supposed to roll. Her? 
He's going to have resistance. I rolled a four and a three, so seven in total. Seven in total. That's three and a half. I'll make it four. He's got an armor of one. So that'll be three damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all we've got on the field is A1 and... Oh, and the Bombard up there. Okay, that concludes your turn? No, because that was a free action. Ah, Wow. Yes, that was my... (laughs) That was my core power. Oh, so that's once per per scene? Yes, once per scene. That's the only time I can do that one. Big boy. I figured I'd knock out these mother effers and then learn that I probably should have waited until bigger guys later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine i still have the other stuff that's so, always the potential yeah uh let's see you see these combats take so long that we haven't actually gotten into a multiple encounter combat yet these yeah. have all been one encounter scenes so i am going to um hmm. so if i move one space i can't Okay, never mind. So I'm going to move one space. What was your question? I can't move for some reason. Do you know why I can't move? I don't. Is that where you wanted to go? Yeah. So my question was, if could I barrage if I move one space? But it looks like I can't barrage. I can't can't barrage anyway. Well, I can't barrage after using the Omnihook, which is strange because it said it was a free action. You already used your free action. That's, I know, I'm just saying, that's, that, that confused me. But I the barrage also, and the movement is separate from your free action. Sorry, Sugar, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say, um, I wrote down a note to myself because we were talking about this a few encounters ago. If you barrage, you have to attack first and then move. Uh, that that's what we settled sense. on. Okay. Mm, that's not, because uh, I know you can like attack, move, or you, you can move, attack, and move, but I didn't know if that applied to barrage as well, which I think is supposed to take full attack. Well, but I suppose you do have a full attack and a movement, so that would still make sense that you could attack, or that you could move and attack and move, kind of like a flyby attack, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think attacking first and then moving on a barrage is what you had decided. Um, what the rule for barrage was going to be. That's why I had to write it down so I would wouldn't forget that, that you have to move first, or that you have to attack first. That you would think... attack first and then move. Okay. Well, let's just stick with that. Do that. Okay, yeah. So I went ahead and marked that I moved one space just to verify that I'm not messing this up. And it still allows me to skirmish. So that I move one space, I'm going to skirmish with my heavy charge blade on the proned uh, 5A2. Would his other thing still apply? Mm, the reaction yeah. to the, the resistance to all damage? No, it's just from that one attack. Okay, and with these prone, what bonuses will I get? Mm, I think that's uh, at a minimum going to be an accuracy to your attack. It's plus one. Plus one accuracy. Yeah, they're also slowed. A two is attack bonus. Yes, he is slowed. Characters uh, can remove prone by standing up instead of taking their standard mood unless they're immobilized. And he is not grappled, so I don't get the additional. So I got plus one, plus what? So so I get an accuracy, so is that a D6? Mm-hmm. Okay. Rip his throat out, Glasgow. Does nine hit? It does. Oh, I got lucky. 
I rolled a, a three. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, God, this sucks. Um, but I guess you also had an accuracy, so that helps. I had one accuracy plus the five. I rolled on a D6. Yeah. Okay, so now I just rolled a D6 plus three damage for armor piercing. Big boy blade. That's a two plus three. So five total damage. Um, armor piercing. Noted. He looks hurt. Okay. Uh, let's put blade go through nine, through part of the frame and uh, starts uh, scrambling around trying to escape and right itself. Confirm. Okay. And does it still let me? It does still let me issue order. So at this point, I'm going to use my leader um, trait. Um, uh, uh, gain, I get three leader dies. I'm just going to use one, um, which, uh, uh, which is each a D6. So I'm going to give a D6 bonus by issuing orders to Sugar. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to grant her a D6 uh, um, for whatever she wants to use, and I'm just going to say, Sugar, blow these fuckers up. And that concludes my turn. So let's try to keep it those orders specific. Um, the the idea for that trait is to actually be like leading and commanding. I, I get that you want to like leave her some more freedom as a player, uh-huh. you know, like you know, not take away her options. But that's the that that's the heart of that trait okay, is I if. Can... The other player wants to follow direction, they get a bonus. They can still do their own thing yeah. with their own benefits, but they'll get even more if they, you know, take your leadership. Okay, I can rephrase that then. So, um, Sugar, he's fucked up. Blow him up. So then if Sugar wants to attack A2 right there, which I assume is who you're referencing? Yes. Th- then yes. that would work for that leadership die. You would get that yeah. bonus for that. A2 should be the only one in Sugar's line of sight also, so... Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Alright, that ends my turn. Alrighty, I'll mark that off here. So let's see. And... Now, I think you're within line of sight, Gript of the bombard, but I do not think you are actually... I, I would, unless, unless I was hidden, and in that case, uh, I can't be targeted by hostile attacks or actions. Ooh. He so needs to search me first. Has a range of 25. So I'm going to see... I am just looking on here. See if it's also sensor range. That and if this one is indirect fire. Mm-hmm. Because I think with that structure there, to be right. fair, I think that's going to protect Glasgow and Sugar. In which case, if it doesn't have a clean line of sight, it's just going to keep firing on KGI Tower. So it will yet again. Unless it's, uh, lo- is it lobbing? Or excuse me, arcing. I think it's what's called. It's not. 
Okay. It's direct, uh, direct fire. I tried for you. <laughs> yeah, I tried no, to help I mean, the DM. I don't know. <laughs> it had a specific job. So, I mean, it'll try and protect itself, but if it can't... Oh, you know what? It does have arcing, actually. I just missed it. can be fired over obstacles, usually by lobbing a projectile in an arc. Attacks made of this weapon don't require line of sight as long as it's possible to trace a path to the target. However, they're still affected by cover. It's at an elevated position, so... Yeah, it does have arcing, so it will be able to... Uh, uh, let's see, to target Glasgow. It hasn't scanned or anything. That's the only thing reasonable. Uh, it does know that its guys are over there dying, so regardless of who's still standing or not, it's going to fire over in that direction. Um, who wants to roll for that? This is a blast two. Is that a d20? It is a d20. It has a plus two attack, but it also has a a plus one difficulty. So who wants to roll that d6? I'll roll the d6 since it's against me. Okay. It's a five five on the die. And a two on the difficulty. Three. F you. That's my lucky number. So, Script, you do notice that the firing temporarily stops over at KGI Tower. I mean, it's just been bombarding the uh, the tower up to this point during the entire combat. It does temporarily redirect over towards your friendly uh, positions over there and fires a single round, which seems to go wide and smack into the building, uh, just mapped south by southwest of Glasgow's position. Um, like it had been firing for so far away, it still just hadn't quite gotten locked in yet. Um... And that is going to end its turn, because that is a super heavy cannon. So that's going to be it for that dude's turn. Player turn. I think that actually just leaves Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I just saw this mech get ripped, or I should say, after I saw the mech get ripped in half, I'm going to quietly go... Oh man, that's cool to myself. And then, <laughs> and then after uh, after Whoa. class goes, get ready. I'm gonna say yes, Captain, and um, proceed with attacking a two. Um, I'm going to barrage. Why can't I? There we go. Um, I'm gonna attack him with my Sharanga missiles and Gundiva missiles. So. Mm. For the first one for Sharanga, uh, is that when I take my D6? Do I add it to my attack roll? Ooh. What are you getting a D6 from? For oh, Didn't I get like... The leader a- die. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's to the... Well, uh, you tell me, Glasgow. Uh, let's see. Leadership. So I said, basically I implied hit. So I would say it goes to the the attack die. Okay. Well, um, it's written. But then I also I also I said I said blow this fucker up. So I mean, but I think it's too hit. Yeah, I I think it's on that d twenty roll. Yeah. Okay. So this is for the first one. Um, that is twelve to hit. That is against. A two, uh, against his evasion. Well, my my nine hit, so his your twelve should hit. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. You fire a couple of missiles over, they do the over there, and they're just uh, blasting away pieces of uh, mech armor and debris flying off of it. It's taking uh, some damage. Let's roll for that damage. So for this one, for Sharanga missiles, it's just three explosive damage, and there's no splash damage to any surrounding friends. Yeah. Yeah, or allies, okay. I should say. So it's just three. Um, and then for the next one, this is the Gandava, uh, Gandiva missiles. Yeah. That's a <laughs> natural 20. Ooh. Very nice. Uh, That's the first natural 20 of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, We've been rolling low today, actually. Yeah, a little bit. Um... So I think that is, uh, what, max damage? Is it? You tell me. I was just going to ask. Is that what it is? So every time, if you well, if you scroll yes. over the, the item you used, there's one of the little three-prong things, and it'll say deal the maximum possible damage when you make an attack roll of 20 and make a crit hit. So it's called Predator, so I assume if you scroll over the ability you just used and look for the, one of the little red three dots, and scroll over that. That should that should be what it reads. And if it reads that, that's what I'd say it means. No, it doesn't say anything about max damage. What does it say? Um, it's if I'm if I'm in the danger zone, then there's additional damage, but I'm not. So, so it doesn't so, say anything. So I know, no. I know for the the talent called brutal. The very first one is Predator and says when you roll a 20 on a die for an attack, comma, sometimes called natural 20 and critical hit, you deal the maximum possible damage. Which is fine. I have Brutal, so that makes sense. So I guess guess we're all going to have to start taking Brutal just to get those natural 20s to actually work. Okay, so if I don't have that, then it's that doesn't mean anything. Let me look up critical hit real quick because there needs to be some reward for rolling (laughs) A net twenty. Uh, gotta have, gotta have uh, brutal. Brutal second one it gives your, it gives them knockback. Yeah, brutal's on, pretty on good. critical hits. Is that Though, under pilot talents? My yeah. next, yeah. Oh yeah, see, I don't have that. I've got other things. My uh, my next level up, I'll probably get rid of combined arms and add in the one for reflex that you mentioned, and add one to brutal because it's pretty good. So some attacks also result in critical hit. On a roll of 20 plus, you perform a critical hit, which allows you to deal more damage or sometimes trigger extra effects. What mm-hmm. may I? What's an improvised attack? Can someone explain that to me real quick? Like you're a mech, you can pick up a light pole and smash it across somebody's head like an improvised baseball bat. I just realized Brawler you 2 can... has that. So, Brawler 2, let me. Your improvised attacks gain knockback 2 and deal 2d6 plus 2 kinetic damage. I need to start doing that. Picking at the limbs of my fallen foes. You can just use oh, your wow. rifle. You can just use your rifle or your fist. Can you so, really? Mm-hmm. So critical hits, a 20 plus on a melee or range attack causes a critical hit. On a critical hit, all damage dice are rolled twice, and the okay. highest result from each source of damage is used. So it's basically uh, D&D um, advantage. Uh, so basically, what? It, so... But then it's just automatically max if you have brutal. So that makes sense. 
So you get to roll okay. your damage die twice, and you take the higher result. Okay. Um, that's a d6. Ooh, that's a 5 on the first one, and a hey. 4 on the second. So I'll take that 5 plus 3 for 8 damage. Excellent. So as you're firing, those missiles uh, are just screaming over it uh, and just just popping off pieces of armor and stuff. And then your Godiva, uh, is that what they were? Godiva? Or is that the chocolate? Uh, Gandiva. (laughs) With an N. Gandiva. Yeah. The the Gandiva. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the, uh, the Gandiva missiles. Lasky Lancers uh, is currently not sponsored by Godiva chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Please would do very though. Please much do. Be like to be, yes. Yeah. Um, and as that last missile from the Gandiva, uh, Gandiva rack fires over at it, do you want to describe the carnage you know, that ensues as you blow this mech apart? You know, but if I can squeeze in here, th- let's just call them Godiva missiles because it, her name <laughs> is Sugar. They have to yeah. be chocolate missiles. That's and, that's amazing. Well you know, Hit them with the sugar, and then and, boom, here comes the missiles. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, uh, um, like I mentioned before, at the start of my turn, I went, oh, man, that's so cool. And then I was told to do something. I was like, yeah, well, okay, Captain. And then I shot my missiles, and as soon as the... Uh, Godiva missile lands I like to think that it just goes like straight through the top of the head of the mech and then there's like a delay and I'm like what and then it blows up and then I get really excited and I start cheering "Ah, yeah and then I'm gonna say did you see that Kevin did you see that that's it (laughs) I just get really excited Fucking beautiful. Nice. Let's see. A2. If I need to lay off on the F-bombs, I will, but, you know. No, that's fine. I haven't marked as explicit. You're also a soldier, so it's like... Yeah, it's. I figured it's in... It's in I mean, there. My, tag, uh, my tagline today was boots to the ground and balls to the wall, so I assumed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, so that'll do it for those two. This is my ship now. <laughs> and let's see uh sugar that completes your turn um no sir okay. so um i haven't moved yet i would like to take my movement now and um well i guess move closer to glasgow because i don't know i don't have visual on anything Oh, hi, A1. And that will conclude my turn. <laughs> oh, hi. I couldn't see him before. All right. So that's going to conclude your turn. And that leaves A1. Sorry for all the clicking audience. I'm on one screen and I've got like five browsers pulled up. Um, but it's a really nice screen. It is. I really like my new screen. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So with this new target coming around the corner, assuming that he has the site to do so, he's actually just going to fire. He's going to try and fire directly at Steph. 
It's gonna come from anywhere. (laughs) You know what I mean. I mean, the the audio kind of cut out, so I don't have any idea what you mean, because I don't know what you said. (laughs) The pitch is too high, I apologize. (laughs) I was trying to hit Maroon 5 notes. Yeah. (laughs) So who is rolling against Sugar for me? I'll do it. A natural one. You're messing. Nope. Un- I could try it. I could try it again. I'll throw another one out there. 14. <laughs> wow. Well, Still doesn't hit. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm, no. glad I, I'm glad I rolled that natural one because that was my next roll for me. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so as uh, you come around the corner, he's swinging around trying to fire. All of those shots are missing, and then one of those explosive rounds just happens to uh, jam up in the feed, and uh, his weapon blows apart in his hands, and that deals, uh, uh, let's call it 1d3. So somebody roll a 1d6 and split it in half. Um, I rolled a 6, so. Ooh. All right. We're getting lucky over here. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah, so <laughs> that took up one of his attacks. You and Sugar are getting lucky. I have rolled like crap all day. <laughs> as so as there were like time. two dead enemies at your feet. <laughs> I only killed one of them. And it was after we like highly inhibited him with a shit ton of yeah. <laughs> disadvantages. <laughs> I think A2 it might be like feverishly writing that uh, last will and testament inside of his cockpit, like right now, like while he's like looking at you. He's Wait. like, I'm. Uh, and he's got a combat knife that he'll attack with. Who wants to roll? Uh, somebody roll against me. Or I'll, the I'll do it. Okay. That is, is this a no- yeah nine on the die? So that'll hit because he gets a he gets a thing, right? Uh, my evasion is nine. So yeah, my evasion's nine, so it should hit anyway. And that is for kinetic damage. So having his rifle blow up in his uh, in his mech's hands and heavily mar one side of his mech, he will just throw it to the ground. And uh, run towards Glasgow, pulling a combat knife uh, from its sheath, and uh, go to a, a attack with a big just slash across the front of Glasgow's mech, uh, dealing four damage, four kinetic damage. Okay, oh, I only take three because I have armor, but sounds good. Okay, I don't think it's armor piercing at all, so it makes sense. So okay, that'll end his turn. Uh, can I be pissed off and go and go, or would you like to go again, Blue Pigs? Um, ideally, I'd, I'd, I would like to go just because of the missile that streaked over to my friends. Go ahead and go, because I feel like it'll be our, my turn again, unless he just gets to go after each one of us. I don't know if that makes sense, but go ahead. Um, DM, just a quick question. Uh, the, the round that struck the building southwest um what is that building is that like a supermarket is that like a like a grocery store or a restaurant or anything it's got a fancy sign it's a market okay uh would that market have noodles in it by chance maybe absolutely 
I'm pissed. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of like see this thing. For everyone just, that doesn't know, the market just turned red. With that's, anger. Where, that's where the explosion was. <laughs> oh, all on fire no. now. I'll have a fire effect. Um, Maybe yeah, I, I, I just see it like streak over and hit, and I'd be like, "Oh, you son of!" And I like turn around and look at him. You said he's up on a high position, so yeah, um, I, I would be able to see him. Uh, from this angle, yeah, absolutely. Like okay. even if you didn't see him precisely, you would be able to see that uh, rockets are being fired from. Sure, I, I just I just need line of sight. This one, getting at. Okay, sure. Um, so because he's up there, I will I will hit him with a full tech attack. Um, okay. So let me throw these out there, and I get my. Oh, I get I get an accuracy. I only rolled one. Just a little one. Um, Real the nat one? No, no, for my accuracy. With my uh, my uh, ligature code. So I get the plus one accuracy and I'll take attacks. It's just a little one. Um, Better than nothing. 16. 16 against his E defense? E defense, yep. Let's see. That'll do it. Okay, and for the second one, because it's a full tech, I'm throwing both out there really quick. Um, it's, I'm gonna choose the same same one for both, which I can use as a barrage, a full tech attack. Um, so you're doing two attacks or just one full? So this is full tech. Okay, so that's the same as barrage. I I can I can use the same one twice. Gotcha. And I have yet to move, so I can. Okay. I'm just typing just noodles, just the pop ups here. I'm just I want him to know <laughs> what he's caused. Um, how does a eleven do? It does not. Does not. Okay. Well, no worries. He needs to take two heat for right now, for sure. Done. Okay. And the um, what I'm doing is the puppet system. Okay. So um, whatever his maximum speed is, I'd like for him to just run. I guess depending on if these tents are um, crushed or not, I'd, I'd like him to run. You know, this way, if they're ever crushed, if they aren't, then however possible. But I'd like for him to come towards the battlefield. Okay, for sure. He has a movement of two. So he's going to take the one big uh, shambling step. Keep in mind, this is like a bombardier, so it does not have much in way of movement. Imagine like an army howitzer. Uh, They kind of crawl. They don't run. They don't move quickly. So it's going to take the big first step forcefully, and then the second, the second step, like it was planning on moving on continually level ground, it's just going to fall off of that roof right there and land in a pile of crates. Okay, well uh, that definitely oh, is that full movement. Is it full movement movement away? Yeah, his full. Oh, so that's four. So it'll continue. It'll recover a little bit and just move into the tents, and it's starting to bring the tents down around it on top of the thing. But it's okay. You know, moving towards you as desired. Yikes. Okay. Um, well, he also is going to need to make a hole save. Okay. Just a meter beat 10 on that one. Uh, it has a plus zero, so who wants to roll the hole? Just a flat roll. Is this another 20? D20? Yeah, it would, would be yeah, D20. Okay. That's a 10 on the die. Oof. It succeeds. Then it does succeed. Um, 
Well, I'm going to overcharge anyways. I was okay. I was <laughs> I was definitely mistaken by his um movement speed. I thought that would be so, more. Odd question, sorry. If I know it's meat or beat ten, but doesn't statistically that mean that we'll succeed more than we don't? I guess it works both ways, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but. so it, it does work both ways, and how the system works is that even though you may meet or beat 10, that doesn't mean that everything is necessarily going to work out perfectly for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the risky, legendary, and heroic levels of skill checks, it all uses the same system, meet or beat 10, but there can still potentially be consequences to it. So like okay. if it's a risky roll, you need to get 15 plus. Uh, okay. And then I think beyond that, it's a tw- you needed to get a 20 plus to succeed and have no negative consequences. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep, makes complete sense. Okay. So does that conclude your turn? You said you were overcharging to do something? I am overcharging. Um, I have to... Trying to get all this logged in here for you. Um, at this point, for the bombardier, I was really hoping I could I could make him just haul ass this direction. Um, oh, but, didn't realize that he was going to be crawling. I had no idea that he would be going so slow. Yeah, it's not was, artillery men; they don't move fast. <laughs> it's a very fair point. I just I didn't I didn't just anticipate it. Um, but that's okay. It it really is. Um, so I guess at this point, I'd, I'd like to take my movement. No, I'm going to keep him moving. I want him just to continue coming towards us. I'm going to um, invade again, and it's going to be another puppeteer. Okay. Is 19. that another roll? That'll do that? 19. Uh, full movement towards me. And two more heat. Done. And that's it. And now I will take my turn. I see me my movement, my movement and my turn. Uh, let's get some hardcover potentially. Is that going to do it for you? Sir. Okay, excellent. So the uh, with all those invasions and the puppeteer going on, it. Uh, it is forced to walk off the roof that it was stationed on, which is, you know, like maybe 15 feet high. It falls into a pile of crates and has to uh, hurriedly make its way through some still standing tents. So it's like trying to fight with its vision being blocked and stuff. And it, uh, it finally finished, finishes its forced movement. The tents that it was surrounded with are, uh, are shaken off. Uh, and it's looking again for its set of targets. Uh, that concludes your turn. Sir. Alrighty. Uh, let's go with A1. Are you still, still standing? Or it is, but it just went. Let's see. I will go ahead. Okay, so I marked him as being done. Uh, and the bombardier did not get to take its turn, right? No. Okay. So it is going to take its full movement and run, run away. away. <laughs> yeah, it is going to start running.
that'll conclude his turn. What's your yep. all's plan? I'm going to look at the guy that just knocked me and say, get back, motherfucker. And I'm going to hit him with the butt of my shotgun with an improvised attack. All right. And I rolled a 14 on the die plus the plus one for the whatever. So 15 in total. That'll do it. Okay. So it's 2d6 plus two kinetic damage because of my brawler trait and knock back two. Okay. What's the damage? Uh, 11 damage. Holy crap. That's a big, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a big melee. So you that hit improvised the... <laughs> attack is insane, isn't it? So you hit him with the butt of your weapon and, uh, well, that's, that's, Hey, if, if I need to pick something else, I'll pick something else. But the way that blue pigs described it is I can use the butt of my weapon as a melee gun, as an improvised attack. And it yeah, says, it's... in Brawler 2, it says your improvised attacks say knock back 2 and deal 2 damage, 2d6 plus 2 kinetic damage. See, the thing is, he doesn't have enough health to survive the knockback. Well, well I guess That was two-thirds of his health. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, if you could describe for us uh, how Wait, you... Wait, so that two-thirds of his mob. total health, like he's already dead? Total health, yeah, he's dead. Okay. Yeah, as you Kali so, Ma the dude and like knock out the core drive or just put the butt of your rifle through the chest of the mech and just crush the pilot. So basically, he uh, he he sprinted towards me and he sliced at me, nicking me with his with his, uh, his close range blade. And I in turn knew because he had a blade at close range, I needed to get distance. So I quickly turned my shotgun around striking upwards into the center portion of the mech where the uh, person controlling it would be resting. And with a full-on punch, as strong as possible, knocking him backwards. And as he's flying backwards, not knowing he's already dead, the shotgun is rotating back and prepared upside down, I might say, with the mech's would be pinky on the trigger ready to blast him where he comes to rest. But I realize he is no more. How heroic. Badass. It's some badassery indeed. So that only leaves the bombard on the field who is actively fleeing. Uh, what is the plan of action? Uh, I'm going to... So... Uh, so I, I think mean, I, I knew would... it was over there. So and I have movement, so I can move that way. But I mean, there's not much else I can do. Well, so just tell me: Are you letting it go? or Are you chasing it? So I would probably relay to the team where the bombarder was, and and that it's trying to escape. Um, and with that, I have, you know, I can write enough code as it tries to flee. I can just put it in reverse. You know, just bring it back to us. Uh, I would like to scan the target as I am assuming Sugar or Glasgow start to rip off his weapons. Uh, so Ideally, that that would be what I, I would try to relay to them is I'll keep it steady if you'll render it and safe. I'll, so you all are chasing it. Uh, sounds that way. So I'll, if, he, is he, if he's able to relay that to me, after that move, I'm going to use my four movements that I have left. 
Okay, uh, so let's just do this so we can take a little bit of the monotony out of the uh, mechanics. You three move and take your actions how you would like. I still can't move my character for some reason. Where, where do you want it? Exactly right there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sometimes just refresh the page if it's not doing what you want, want it to yeah. do. So that would uh, end my turn completely, by the way. Okay. Sugar? Um, well, you mentioned something about so we're not like the monotony of the turns. I mean, are we assuming that that mech is just going to stay there? Well, uh, you all don't know where it is. Um, so if you click on your I, characters... I, I know where it is. Did you scan? I, I don't need to. He's within my sensor range. Unless he took a hidden action. No, no he didn't. I was just thinking as to, of line of sight. So if script relayed the rough position of it to you all, uh, you would know approximately where it is, but not necessarily its action. Okay. Um, well, considering that Glasgow runoff in uh, towards north, I will follow. So I'll take my four movement as well. Is that boosted? Uh, no, that's just movement? my regular. You should get a boosted movement because you're not doing anything else but moving this round. Yeah, so, so if all you you're twice. doing, yeah, if all you're doing each turn is just moving and nothing else, basically double your speed. Oh, okay. So then another four. Okay. So you three have moved. Is there any actions that any of you can take without line of sight? I haven't moved. You technically have. Because you were the first to go this round. We're still in that same round. It's, oh, it'll, understood. It'll restart the round, and you should go first, unless he chooses for the bomber to go first. But that should be the end of that whole turn. We should be on round four now. I understand. Thank you. Yep. It took his turn. Let me... Um, I might be able to... Oh, damn. He's just out of my range. Just out no, of range? He's just out of range. Does it have blast? Nope. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, which is kind of, you know, a pro when there's allies around, right? But when enemy is alone, all alone, it's, it's a con. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it moved, it took its turn. You all oh, take your stuff on. that you want to do. Wait a second. You said it oh, already took its turn? Like we did, we went again and it already, went, it already took its turn? Yeah, you all moved. I moved it to the full amount. It took its turn. Yeah, and now it's I your all turn again. The three okay. Of you. Okay, I say uh, blue pigs, go ahead and go. Okay, I will uh, take my my full movement. What the? You, you can't move you... directly to that. There are structures in the way. I have rapid burst jump jets. I essentially oh. can fly. Okay, as so long as I land on something. That nobody else can see or understand what's happening. You gotta No worries. So for the crowd at home, uh I my little small frame compared to uh this rocket bombarder and this uh, grappling hook uh death swinger with his machete, whatever your whatever axe you're wielding, uh I just take off in a dead sprint and those little uh what'd you call them? Like squeals. My little air jump jet kind of bursts out of my feet. I guess they sound like uh, pigs squealing, and I fly and soar over all of these um, 
parade tents and other other shacks and um, little you know trinket shops, a bazaar thing going on, and land right next to the bombardier. Corpses. You forgot corpses. I wasn't looking at those. <laughs> um, and I'd like to just kind of land and come to a skid on top of what I think this is like a metal roof little mm-hmm. thing. And just kind of like, you remember me? Where do you think you're going? <laughs> it, it doesn't look up at you. It's still like in the middle of movement, trying to scramble away as fast as possible. Like maybe jump off a goddamn roof. I'm not trying to mess with this. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, Does that conclude your turn? No, no. I, um, I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm gonna do a quick tech attack on it for a seventeen. That'll do it. And I, I would like to. I'd like to do fragment signal. So he becomes slowed and impaired. Okay. So I think that will, uh, so now he, he's not allowed to boost away. Uh, plus he's got one, per, one difficulty on attack saves and skill checks. Excellent. And that'll be my turn. <laughs> my friends are coming. You should wait. Right. <laughs> my turn's over. I moved ten spaces closer to the bomber <laughs> for Full the crowd. Speed. Sugar. Oh, Go for okay. it. Did he move? I can't remember. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to like. Hmm? Do you have arcing or anything? Well, I meant like. Uh, I do. Classic. You could do more. Still, uh, still out of range. I moved twice. I mean, I could inspire, I guess, but I'm not going to right now. You could bolster. How do you you bolster? What do you mean? I I imagine we're having this. We're not going to actually take this action. I imagine we're like having a conversation while rockets or something are about to come in. And I'm like, what? okay, so it's like a tech thing. It just, open up your browser. Okay, it's in the bottom left. It, you could just tell a teammate that they get plus two accuracies on their next skill check or save. It's a uh, free thing as long as you can see a teammate. It's a quick tech. Not seeing a bolster on my screen, dude. Quick tech. Quick tech. Yep. Yeah, there's like a series of. Yeah, that's uh, why my stuff. Like, I'm like clicking through things. I'm trying to make sure I do it right. Like every mech has a series of technological attacks or you know scans, a list of things that all of them can do. That's one of them. I would recommend having the Lancer Core book uh, PDF open. open. Yes. Yeah. I should do that in the future. Mm-hmm. It has bookmarks on there. You can just control F. Ah, uh, we're fine. We're well. I mean, I'm still going to end my turn. I already said my turn was ended, but we'll okay. we'll discuss it later. Sure. Sugar. Okay. Um, I'm going to take my full movement of four spaces north. So I do that, and now because he's in range. I'm going to uh, skirmish my Godiva missiles. Okay, go for it. Oh, no. That's a six. Against E-defense. That is not going to do it. 
Yikes. Okay, so let me just put that on there. Attack. Missed. Okay. Um. I'm gonna... So, mm-hmm. let's uh, y- you want to make a uh, devil's deal? Well, want to have some fun? Oh, depends. I was gonna get these javelin rockets involved, but what do you have? Well, let's uh, my offer is you roll a 1d20, okay? If it's 10 or higher. At least one of the missiles that you fired uh, destroys the shed that script is standing on. Uh, but also, if you roll 10 or lower, uh, the next attack that lands on the bombard, the bombardier, uh, will be max damage. Ooh. Oh. That's for your attack that's already fired. So, whatever you just fired with, one of those potentially destroys the shed that script is on. Uh, Will he take damage? Will script take damage? I mean, it won't kill him. Probably. Uh, Oh, no! Well, not when you say it like that! I don't (laughs) want to risk that! No! Hell no! Not worth it! What? You're no fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you think is in that shed? A nuke? No, but he's it's real like 10 feet squishy. High. He's really squishy. <laughs> I would have done it. <laughs> well, thank God you're not the one to control the red launch. <laughs> I'm trying to get this thing alive. But realistically, what would Delora do? She well, would see her Delora, friend. No, <laughs> like Peter like Pan and not going to die. I think Delora would be like, ooh, bomb, explosive, big bang. <laughs> Well, mm. she's going to try again, except this time... Um, Are you going to have little umbrellas in your drinks at my bereavement? <laughs> um, no, because those drinks that have the umbrellas in them are nasty as hell. So uh, I'm mm. going to activate my javelin rockets as a free action. And I can do this... Let's see. I think like once per scene. Choose three um, free spaces within range yep. 15 and line of sight that aren't adjacent to each other. All characters know which space you have chosen. You fire a volley of auto-targeting rockets into the air until the start of your next turn. When a character moves into or passes above a chosen space, no more than 10 spaces up, they are hit by a rocket taking three kinetic damage. I imagine that's ten spaces vertical is what it's referring to, not like map north. Yeah? I don't know, but if that's how you want to I think that's what that's referring to. Okay. Like if somebody can fly, like they just try and fly up in some cases. I think that's what, like the javelin, how it fires is it, like fires from typically uh, like the same plane and then goes up very high and then comes straight down on top of a target. So I think that's what it's, saying there. I think that's the spirit of the definition. 
Uh, each space can be triggered once and then the effect disappears on that space. So basically it sounds like you're trying to lay down three particular yep. squares that are uh, dangerous. Yes. So with range 15... Oh yeah, and I could side. have all of that. Correct. Okay, mm -hmm. so... If you can see my little... I guess if you they, take like that line that um, Blue Pig put down... They cannot be adjacent to each other, so they cannot be touching squares. Okay. Is is this like is this one adjacent to this one? Yeah, they're touching. Diagonal. Oh. We'll choose this one oh, and this one. His movement's only two. He can only go two spaces. Yeah, but I haven't seen him this whole time. I don't know that. Like I'm just that, following that, that is true. Guys uh, is lead. Yeah, I, I only noticed him because we started running, or Glasgow started running after him, and then, uh, yeah. So, okay, if you hold on, let me measure this again. Okay, excellent. So, if you can see my little thing here, if you can put yeah. one here, please. Uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, it's range fifteen. So I'm just gonna put a little light bulb there. Okay. Oop. Oh, I don't see anything. Give me a second. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. We thought that boob right was here. reactive. We thought, you know. <laughs> Where's the other one? Uh, where my cursor is? Oh, I was following blue pigs. Okay. And then here. Thank, thank you, God. sir. Thank God and all of the citizens are gone out of this area, right? Or dead. Okay. Well, he mentioned... <laughs> Yeah, he mentioned cadavers. Just, just so, so it's just so everyone's aware from home, there's about sixty citizens in the middle of the square right now that we assume are just bodies we're walking over. Yeah, you're. Don't include me. I jumped over that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> jumped at it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. you, you melted them as you flew over them with your jetpack. Jetpack. He was playing more as lava. <laughs> like springs in my legs. So those are up until the start of my next turn, and if uh, they get used up, it's three kinetic damage. And Perfect. they can only be triggered once, so it gets used up and that's it. Okay. Mm, so that leaves my guy's turn, right? Yep, uh, that yep. concludes my turn. Okay. Now take us. This thing is going to look directly up at script and fire. Go so it is it. actually going to receive two difficulties, but a plus two attack bonus. Uh, so that's two d6s subtracted from its d20 roll, and then add then two, two to that. Yeah, way do you want to roll the d20 yep. and? Track the two d sixes. So I rolled a nat one. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, well, well, sugar, <laughs> roll those d sixes for me. Let's see how negative we can go. How far negative? I got you. I got oh, wow. you. Wow, a point it blank hit. shot. It's a negative two. <laughs> if it, oh my that's god, two d sixes. That was no. That was just one d six. Do I roll another d six? Give me yeah. another one. Okay. Five. So negative seven. He better not hit the fucking noodle store again. <clears throat> if the fucking round even leaves his barrel. 
Not that I don't trust you all. I think you're just bad luck. That's two nat ones. <laughs> That's on the first tax. nat one I've rolled. <laughs> but I did. I rolled that, and I rolled it good too. And it just stopped on a one. I was like, okay, okay. So what we're gonna do in this case? Uh, <laughs> uh, jam. Yeah. No. 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 So. Let's see, the Earthshaker shells. When attacking with the Bombard Cannon, the Bombard may also fire a special Earthshaker shell. In addition to any damage, characters within burst 3 of the targeted space must succeed on a hole, save, or be knocked prone. Debris or broken earth is thrown up by the impact, creating two size 1 segments of hardcover and three spaces of the Bombard's choice. That is what I was going to be firing with uh, in Earthshaker round, but unfortunately, due to the Nat 1... It is going to uh, detonate uh, upon firing. The uh, the fuse was faulty. So instead of waiting a half second before the fuse was uh, released on it, ready for impact, it's actually just going to uh, fire inside the mech itself. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and roll max damage against the mech. Uh, and actually it doesn't even roll. It's just five, uh, five explosive damage. So five times two is 10 and it has 10 health. Uh, you, you know, like that comical, uh, the, 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 in, in the cartoons where they put their finger into the barrel of a gun and the barrel just turns into like a banana peel. Basically, mm-hmm. that but the entire mech. It's just shredded apart, and there's a little crater there in the ground. The uh, the shed that script is standing on, it shifts slightly. You're not thrown into the oblivion and killed on impact like everybody thought for some reason. Uh, but the, the there is a little crater, uh, you know, surrounding the spaces around the bombard as it basically blew itself into a hole accidentally. And... Uh, that will kill it. Damn. Anticlimactically. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Folks at home. Uh. <laughs> that will end. I mean, it's kind of a foregone conclusion at that point because it's an artilleryman against three very capable, you know. Yes, but he would next. be alive and like you can ask him questions. Okay, so just for verification, I'm going to send a photo over here. How much health this guy had. I want to know about this cryptic thing that was on a padlock right before they stormed off in front of me. Why don't you like run over there and try to tap into a system? Maybe there's like it blew itself into a crater. I was about to say. I was about to say. I step <laughs> into the crater and be like, "Where, where, Duncan?" <laughs> it, I did... point like at a head, like an arm. <laughs> which which thing should I tap into? <laughs> <laughs> Blue pigs in that Snapchat I sent you. Did that include the uh, the damage for that weapon? Uh, I don't think it did. Yeah, I see it at the bottom there. Yeah. So we were just gonna say max damage, right? And then I realized that 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 is basically the dude's entire health bar. So uh, you all are out of combat. You all are looking at the scene before you the devastation and uh what's the uh what's the plan after winning the combat there's still some uh uh you can hear battles 
going on in the distance. Um, but it, you know, at a couple of times during the combat, you all would have uh, received some messages from uh, parallel KSS officers fighting in the area. Uh, basically, just uh, some combatants here and there, both um, uh, not pilots like they're piloting mechs, but you know, just um, foot soldiers. Uh, there are additional enemy foot soldiers in the area, as well as some other artillery emplacements. Um, but it seems that they have those situations handled, uh, more or less. So, uh, assuming that they are able to take care of themselves, what is the plan for after the attack? After the combat? I will... Uh, I'll run over to Sugar and jump on your mech. What are you doing? And you all of a sudden have... I essentially just retract a lot of my uh, appendages. And I'm more of like a blister on your body than a separate entity. And all of a sudden, your system, your E-Defense, your tech attack, all that stuff and opens up real wide. And you have all of my scanning uh, advantages. So... Like that, just just hold on. I'm trying to make these better, and basically, you have really good stuff now. So, any of your scanning, any of your rockets. Um, I don't know if we can help take out the grunt foot soldiers. I know you said you hadn't taken care of, but now you've got like extra extra rocket. Your rockets are intercontinental at this point. They are, <laughs> yeah. So we'll just extra say- long range. We'll just say that you're able to patch into a local network and identify somewhere like uh, a block or two over in a pretty open courtyard. And you see where KSS officers are engaging with, uh, you know, they they have KSS footmen over there trying to deal with a single mech and it's not going well. uh, But you're able to clearly um, identify and target it. Okay. And that's all of us? Um, sugar with script on her with his mech bolstering her e defense stuff. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and patch in and just calm to shout and Han and be like, "Is everything still secure?" A uh, shout and Han himself won't answer, but one of the KSS officers uh, opens up the communication on his end and will turn over to the far side of the room and wave uh, the administrator over. The Glasgow. Glasgow, is that you? Affirmative. Is everything still secure? Uh, j- just some rumbling, you know, some dust coming free from these old walls, but everything seems uh, is still okay in here. How's it going out there? All right, for now, we're pushing forward. Okay, excellent. Uh, let us know when and if it's safe to come out. We'll okay. stand by. And back to you all, sorry. No worries. Okay. Uh, well, if I can see exactly where they're at, um, the enemy that is, then, um, Captain, I I think they're this way, and I'll start headed in the direction of the next possible encounter. And that's where we're going to pick up for the next 
episode of Latchkey Lancers. Uh, the collective. Aww. What is it? Uh, critical Role. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go into the uh, uh, the next encounter there. Um, and in the next episode, you know, we only got so much time in a day. We all got jobs to get to tomorrow. Um, but yeah, super sad we were able to get this far. And uh, I guess we will see everybody next episode. See you next time. Godspeed. Signing off. Bye now.